Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. to the spotlight shout out to big dick mlj for providing the intro shout out to gisberto for providing the thumbnail i'm jeremy lambert that's steven jensen jensen it's been a week in professional it's been a year in professional wrestling already but this week certainly has been something else how you doing buddy i'm doing great man doing great um yeah there's a there's a lot to talk about today uh a lot going on. 2023 is nuts. Um, and yeah, I'm, look, I'm really looking forward to today's show for sure. Guys, we appreciate everybody joining us in the chat. Leave a comment, leave a super chat, uh, leave a thumbs up on this video, subscribe to the channel. Uh, if you leave a super chat, you get your question, comment, statement read on air. We also just like interacting with the chat. So, you know, leave us a comment. We'll, 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 we'll comment with you. We'll banter with you. Let's get into yes. it, Jensen. Big, big topic to kick off the show. Here we go. Be a professional wrestler. Or do you want to be a WWE superstar? You know, WWE superstar sounds a whole lot better to me than being a professional wrestler. The biggest news of the year potentially happened within the first two weeks of the year. Dominic Mysterio went to prison, uh, served about a week or so, <laughs> and now he is out. He knows what Martha Stewart feels like. I mean, the man has changed, Jensen. He's a changed man after being in prison. Do, do you think... 
do you like what do you what do you think about this? Do you think he's okay after this? Oh man. So um I haven't seen a lot of this, but just to be completely transparent, I've seen clips, um, I've seen pictures, of course. Um, but I so but can confirm this for me because based on the little bit that I've seen, like it's very tongue in cheek, right? Like even like the WWE audience and like even like the people involved, like they know it's corny. Like they like they're not taking him seriously, right? Like isn't that no. supposed to be taken seriously as like a like a tough like badass, right? Like it's it's like think jail. Do you think jail is not to be taken seriously, Jensen? Not 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 in the scenario in which they're trying to present it. No, um, I don't. I don't think that what they're trying to like. It's just really, it's funny. It's funny. Like I, I, uh, I tweeted a clip, uh, in response to WWE, like they put up a picture of this. This is like how it all kind of got on my radar. Actually, to be honest, was they put like pictures up recently of Dom, um, wearing like a bandana over his uh, mouth and stuff. And like, you know, trying to look tough. Um, look but, uh, yeah. And I, I tweeted a video underneath it. Cause all, all it reminded me was, I don't know if you, have you seen 22 jump street? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I sent you. I I I I showed you what, what but it all reminded me was the, the, that giant meme, all like that uh that scene, that my name Jeff scene. My name Jeff. <laughs> um, that's all it reminded me of was like was like uh uh I can't remember the name of the movie, but uh Jonah uh I can't think of his real name either now. Jonah Hill. Yeah. Um. Who I still remember most from Grandma's Boy, by the way. It's so wild. Um, but uh, but yeah, Jonah Hill. He's like, yeah, he's a <laughs> Barrio Sleepy. They say he's like the Mexican Wolverine. It's just like so. It's like so funny because he's like because he's doing it so poorly, right? And that's why it's so funny. And then of course, the my name Jeff, and this is like that. That's like what. That's how it feels like seeing Dom trying to act tough, um, or act hard, or whatever, whatever term you want to use, but. Um, I think it's funny because like the internet loves it. Like they love they love talking about it. So I mean that's you know I guess that's a win for the WWE. I, I guess. But how do you feel about it as somebody who's definitely seen more of this than I have? I think it's great because it's so. I I think they are leaning into like they know it's kind of corny. It, you see Priest cracking up, uh, Balor's cracking up, Rhea's like trying to hold it together, but she, even she she slipped a couple of times. Uh, mm. Yeah, I, they know it's kind of corny. Like the stitches or snitches get stitches. Now I know how right. Martha Stewart feels. I heard like, that. When I heard the yeah. Martha Stewart line, I was like, "This this is ironic." Like they're clearly yeah. like they wouldn't say this if they were trying to be serious. Yeah. Miz Miz was dropping the Dementors uh, from from the office prison. Oh, did, mic. they've actually they've actually leaned into yeah. prison mic on television? Okay, gotcha. yeah, I mean they a little bit. Like Dom probably like maybe mm-hmm. could have done a better job and everything, but Miz knew what he was doing in that. So yeah, they're they're leaning into kind of how corny it is. Yes, he had a tiny teardrop tattoo as well. Like they they get it. I think it's I think it's fine. I think it's funny. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, Kate says correct, but he can't act. Who cares? None of these people can act. Who's winning an Oscar <laughs> in, in WWE? Right? He can wrestle. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world. You see his frog splash compared to Montez Ford. Montez Ford was so afraid of his frog splash being compared to Dominic's. He busted out a 450 in that match. He's like, nope, can't oh, do a frog splash because people – People are going to realize that I don't do it as good as Dominic. Complete cowardness on Montez's yeah. Ford part. What a coward. What a coward. Go for, go for the more impressive move out of, out of fear. Um, I, I think that the, uh, 
I shouldn't say more impressive. Well, I mean, I do think a front flip, a one half front flip is, is more impressive than just splashing someone. But I will say, like, overall, like Eddie Guerrero's frog splash, I'd take over probably anyone's 450, like the way he hit it. Similar, the same, I'd say the same thing about, um, I think Randy Savage's flying elbow drop still the best move in wrestling history. Like, it's my favorite. Um, a million people did an elbow drop, but like the way he did it, I thought was just perfect. Um, <clears throat> is good. Oh, he has the worst one easily hands down by far. It's not even close. And that's not even me being a, a hater. Like his elbow drop is terrible. He's one of those dudes who always <laughs> oh, there we go. He's one of those dudes who always lands <clears throat> either either misses completely or lands before he hits his opponent. And it's just like super obvious that he that's in, in his form is very, very poor. Um, like the, there, there's no like posing or like any theatrics in the air heading to the to the opponent. You know, he just kind of goes up in the air. And then kind of flails around a little bit. And usually doesn't even look like he's hitting an elbow. It's more of like a forearm where it's kind of like landing sideways on someone, kind of after he's already hit his feet or his knees onto the ground. Um, anyways, yeah, that, that's me uh, addressing my enemies there. Um, oh, you want to hear me address enemies? I mean, like, I mean, if you really want to hear me address enemies, we can talk about Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy some more because, like, that stuff is the funniest to me. You, you are, are you have you come around on it? Like, are you are you in on Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy? Oh no, it's like, even it's way it's way worse than that now because now <laughs> I've now I've dug deeper a little bit into like the lore of what's like what what the fan base seems to want and like the, how much they've dug into like investigating this. I know there was like a lot of investigation whenever they were doing like the the White Rabbit stuff. That was the point, right? It was like QR codes and like yeah. vagueness and mystery, and that was the whole point. Was like you were trying to crack the code. Now it's like, I'm, this is my impression of, of probably children. You know, I, I should say this, I'm not making fun of children. But if you're around my age and you're, and this is you. Fuck oh my God. Kids, oh my God. Man. Oh my God. Oh my God. Uncle Howdy has the same earring on that Bo Dallas had on in a promo one time. Oh my God. Hold on a second. Hold on. Did you know that Bo Dallas and Bray Wyatt are brothers and IRS is their dad. Oh my God. Hold on a second. Where's Curtis Axelman? Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What if the B team is involved in this and their uncle Howdy? Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. What if, and I'm, I'm going to sit here going, if Bo Dallas returning is like, this is like your magnum opus. Like you're, you're, you're like that. Like that's like if Bo Dallas appeared and was uncle Howdy that like you would be, you would like this. Like that would be a giant, like, Oh my God! I can't believe they they finally put Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas here. And then what? And now you got Bo Dallas and Bray and, and Curtis Axel as a part of it. I mean, it's just like I'm not saying that's where it's going. I'm just saying I see that so many people get excited about that. And I'm like, you really get Why? excited about the idea that Bo Dallas might be Uncle Howdy? Like that's the best case scenario. Why are you gatekeeping Bo Dallas fandom? Because. I think that, you know, it probably wouldn't go over super huge if it was him. That's why. Because, because listen, I do. I like Bo Dallas in NXT. Um, and I like the Bo Leave stuff, actually, too. Greatest was, NXT champion of all time. I thought it was very corny, but, like, in the perfect way. It was, it was meant to be. Like, I thought I liked the Bo Leave stuff. I thought it was that was good. Good-looking dude. I thought he was going to be, like, way, way bigger than what they did with him in the WWE. My point, though, is... The B team were like absolute jobbers, right? Like, listen, I, I can say the same about, about Curtis Axel. I like Curtis Axel too. We're all tag team champions. Yeah, Curtis Axel was the Intercontinental Champion at one point. I know, I know. But like, like that's what people are getting excited about potentially is like, oh my God, he wore the same earring 
as as Bo Dallas. And if this is Bo Dallas, then what? It's like then then what? Then is Bo Dallas like that's like that'd be a big deal to you? Anyways, um, yeah, I just that stuff's just <laughs> really really strange to me how how excited people are getting over this kind of stuff. Also, did the WWE sell? I'm not I'm kidding. We're not going to talk about the sale. Um, but uh, any sale news? Because Nick Rose. No, I'm I mean not. we we are like yeah. We'll right. talk we'll talk about Vince. But that's probably I got it all out on my system. The 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 the, the non. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about Dom or anything? Nah, he rules. He should win the title. He should he should dethrone Roman and go oh. back to prison and give like speeches <laughs> of like this is how prison can change you and reform you and you can get out of here and you can accomplish your dreams. Everybody, you can dethrone the head of the table and become the undisputed WWE Universal <laughs> Champion. All you got to do is. Believe, believe in the system the prison system and work oh. hard and you can change yourself in prison dude well hell i'll say this i will unironically say this as goofy as the prison dom stuff is it is better than what they were doing with him before okay i will say that like like him just being like the the son of Rey mysterio who nobody thinks is good and like shouldn't be like representing the mysterios like I'd, I'd rather be whatever they're doing now than like just constantly compared to my dad and just being told I'm no good over and over again by the fans. <laughs> Dude, Dom rules. Judgment Day is great. I hope they win all the titles. Put all the titles on the Judgment Day. Give Rio all the titles. The the, the we got a uh, Balor and I guess it's going to be Balor and Priest. It might be uh, Priest and Dom because they were the ones who who won. Um, against the Usos. Again, Dom winning all the titles. We need the prison redemption storyline. Um, yeah. I, they, I'm, I'm brilliant for this. I'm just, let me, let me bury Horowitz myself on that one. Uh, before, you, a Jewish legend. Barry Horowitz, <laughs> uh, before we get into the, the other topic here, uh, Vance Van Blade says, Curry Man and Glory Pro, uh, people at the show think that match was a trial for ROH. Watch it on Fight Plus. Listen to The Weekender on Fight Plus. Like, always listen to The Weekender. On Fightful Select and check out Fight Plus I, as well. I did talk about that match on Fightful Select Weekender this past weekend. So if you want to hear my thoughts on that, um, that's where to go. I appreciate you putting that in the super chat too. Um, Curry Man wrestled Dan the Dad, so I yeah. imagine that was a good, good comedy matchup, but a very good like actual wrestling matchup. But I'm sure Dan was very happy to get that match. Our other spotlight for WWE, Stephen Jensen, which I assume people want to hear about for some reason, is. Vince McMahon mm. is back on the board of directors. He was voted executive chairman. There were a lot of reports and, and rumors and innuendo about a sale to WWE. Stephanie McMahon has resigned as co-CEO, leaving just Nick Khan as the CEO. Triple H is still in charge of creative. All anyone really cares about when it comes to this topic is... How does this affect Cody Rhodes? Right, exactly. Yeah, so that's definitely the most important thing going on here right now. Um, uh, I would say that the the percentage chance the so I I, I DM'd you something on the <coughs> excuse me I DM'd you something on the lines of um you know all the all these fans that are on on social media right now are like really freaking out because you know, Vince is coming back and everyone thinks this is a really bad idea, really bad, like net negative for the WWE overall um, as a fan, really. Um, and what's the future of the company going to look like? Um, but, you know, Vince was the the owner of the company. He was in charge. He was running things when they brought Cody back in from AEW. 
I think this increases his statistical probabilities of becoming the champion again and uh, or becoming the champion for the first time, I should say, in 2023. Um, so yeah, that, that I think that that helps the the Cody the Cody probability. Um, would you agree that it probably like do do these chances went down, went up, or the same uh, to be the champion this year with Vince coming back? I think they're about the same because I kind of always think they were around a hundred percent. Love that. Honestly, yeah. I, I yeah. think they were always going to go with Cody triple H and Cody like each other. Cody has said that, you know, despite the throne smashing and everything that triple H was his favorite wrestler yeah. and stuff. So I think they were always going to go with Cody. I don't think Vince coming back really changes that at all. So I think Cody's good. I think of all the wrestlers, Cody is in the best position. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And 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 uh, that's all I really need to say about Cody in the situation. And I really just did that to troll the the few people that like to go in the comments and talk about how I dick ride Cody so bad. So um, that was for y'all. Uh, I'm just trolling y'all. Uh, obviously, the uh, <clears throat> the uh, the Vince news, you know, we all we all assumed this was happening as far as like him coming back or at least, you know, he, we could tell he was trying to come back. And it was just a matter of them like him like wearing them down or figuring out some sort of angle or the right people leaving so he can get back in. Um, I don't know the ins and outs probably as well as you do or a lot of other people do because I haven't paid as close of attention probably. But I would say, um, you know, <clears throat> it's, it's just it's just one of those things where like, did is this true about how, or I guess it's been reportedly true that was like Stephanie Triple H and Nick Khan were those three people that were initially voting no for Vince to come back. And then Vince did come back. And part of this was like Stephanie left. So like that vote, I guess didn't matter. And then um, Triple H and Nick must've changed their minds or something or like, like something had to have happened, right. For them to vote him in when they didn't earlier. There were, were people who resigned from the board um, because they, they disagreed with Vince's decision to come back. The whole thing is quite frankly, a mess. And, you know, Vince is now getting sued by by shareholders for basically abusing his power and forcing his way back in. He was he wrote a letter to the board basically saying like, hey, if you don't let me back in, like I'm just going to hold up all these media rights negotiations and I'm not going to. I'm not going to sign off on any of this because he still has, he's still the controlling owner of the company. Thanks to all of his stock. I think he says he has 81% uh, of control still. So he basically said like, I'm not going to sign off on anything unless you let me back in. So he, he, he's holding the company hostage essentially uh, with, with this move. And yeah, he got back in largely because of that. Um, Like there's a lot to this. There's much smarter people than, than myself and Jensen when it comes to this. Brandon yeah. Thurston has done a great job covering mm-hmm. it. I know, know Sean was on stream for four hours and at the end it smoked a bunch of weed. Uh, I saw, I saw, I saw that. I saw, I saw on tweet that. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Uh, the, the yeah game now? Can I just spark up? <laughs> um, you know, Jimmy Van talked about it yesterday. There are plenty of smart people out there who know more about this topic, covering this topic. Uh, my biggest concern is how it affects the wrestlers and the the staff when it comes to WWE because look it seems like they're gearing up for a sale they reportedly hired JP Morgan to help with the sale there were rumors and reports of they had been sold like Tuesday night was insane because we had all the vague tweets and everything and then Sean just outright came out with it it was like look here's what the, what is happening 
I'm sorry. I don't mute myself. I I, uh, I was laughing about Tuesday night. That was the funniest night I've ever uh, on Twitter of all time. Look, it was it was funny because there were just so many jokes people yeah. were getting off. Honestly, like I found it hilarious. I was getting off my jokes as well. You know, mm. I went directly to Vince McMahon. I tweeted him and I said, "Have you sold to Saudi Arabia?" Didn't get a comment from WWE, so I we can say that right here on the spotlight. We asked WWE about selling to the Saudis and they didn't get back to us with a comment. Uh, We have that new uh, credit the spotlight for that. Credit myself and Jensen on Fightful. We reached out to WWE. We were given no comment about a potential sale to Saudi Arabia. Um, Yeah, Tuesday night was was insane with the jokes and stuff, which was great. You know, I was waiting. uh, I was I was waiting for any type of news to break. There was the big rumor that they'd been sold to Saudi. They were going to be taken private. Uh, our pal Cassidy Haynes at body slam said it was agreed in principle. I trust Cass. This is, you know, Cass has been right more often than not. This is obviously a big deal. Uh, it's, it's always possible. He heard bad information, didn't get great information, went with it, you know, and he ends up being wrong on this. It happens. Reporters are wrong. Um, but, you know, typically I, I do trust cast when it comes to something like this, when it comes to this monumental of a thing, I don't think a wrestling reporter or Kermit the Frog on fucking Reddit is going to be the people <laughs> yeah. who break this news. All right. I, I just I don't I don't think that's what it's going to be. Um, and, you know, St- Stephen Muehlhausen of the zone. Mm-hmm. I like him. I've known him for many years. Not a great couple of weeks for him. And, uh, well, I, I hope he's okay because as a person, you know, he's going to, people are going to comment and on his reports and stuff. He's still a human being. Uh, but yeah, he, I, I hope he's good. I hope he's good. And he should sit out trying to report wrestling news for a while because not two big misses in the last two weeks. What was the first one? Mercedes being Soraya's partner. That was the first one. That was reported like by a lot of people. That'd be fair, right? Like a lot he of people, he leaned he leaned in like hard on it. Though. Oh, did he? he? Okay, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. yeah. It was. I, like, I like him too. Much. By the way, I I don't know him very well, but like I have I've 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 seen him break things before that were accurate. So like you know, and he's worked with yeah. Fightful before, hasn't he? So like, oh uh, yeah, yeah, he's so, yeah. Stuff. I mean, I like the guy, but yeah, that that's too bad. That's that that's unfortunate. Uh, as far as getting back to to Vince and the sale, like I don't know what's gonna happen. I do think they're gonna sell. I don't know if they're going to sell to Saudi Arabia. If they do, that's terrible for the company. I don't think that's going to be great for the company. If they go private, how's that going to affect television deals? I don't know. If they sell to anybody else, it's probably it's better, I would assume. It would be better if they sold to Disney, Amazon, whoever they might sell to. I think that would be better for the company. Biggest concern, always first, what I think everybody should be concerned about, wrestlers and talent because any sale typically leads to a lot of cuts and you know a lot of people losing jobs and that is always unfortunate especially if they sell to Saudi Arabia talent how do they uh how do they respond to that Sean has said he had heard from people that you know they they would walk out easy to say much more difficult to do when th- this time actually arises for that I, I don't think a Saudi Arabia sale would be good for anybody but Vince McMahon because, you know, he'll stand to make a lot of money off of this. Uh, I, I hope talent is just okay. It's a, it's it's a unprecedented time with WWE, everything going on. I can't imagine what they're actually going through and what the hell's happening 
over there. But I hope all the talent and all the staff at WWE is good. And I'm sure that he's just going to be kept in the dark and told everything is fine until everything's not fine because that's typically how it works. That is, yeah. Um, that's how it worked for the UFC sale, if I remember correctly. Like they, that's how they, it worked they, for they, the WCW sale as well. Yeah, yeah. The 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 UFC one I remember a lot. Well, I mean, I obviously remember the WCW sale, but I was like, I was just much younger when it happened. But like, and didn't know as much about how like the business and stuff worked. But with uh with the UFC sale, like, there's a lot of similarities. You, you can go back to on episodes of this show and the Weekender and other various platforms, myself and Jesse and Doug and stuff, and like. I said for a while that I thought that the WWE was going to try to sell before their next TV deal. That was like my big thing. And the, and the big reason was because I'd seen the UFC do a lot of similar things as far as like bring people in. In WWE's case, it was like Nick Khan and his people. And you come in and you start like cutting costs where you think that the company can look more valuable. And he did a lot of that. He changed a lot of stuff. Um, they gave him a lot of power very quickly. <clears throat> and um it isn't it isn't apples to apples because like the ufc and the wwe sale there are there are differences <coughs> excuse me but there are a lot of similarities in like in where in where this has been so far and where i think it's going and just like what you said when the ufc sold to wme img um and i guess endeavor or whatever there was like a big group that bought it and um ari manuel was like the, the head of it all and basically um they came in and like one of the I remember one of the first things they did was they looked at like their like, you know the pay sheet or whatever and was seeing who they had on 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 salary and who they were paying out and whatnot. And I remember like the some of the first firings were guys like Chuck Liddell, like the guys that weren't fighting anymore, yeah. but like were had been hired as like they basically convinced certain fighters. You know, you remember this? It was like him, Forrest Griffin, Matt Lid- uh, Matt Hughes. There was a lot. They of were given guys. they were given office jobs because and, they were close to Dana for all those years, and Dana loved those guys, and he just figured out a way to keep paying them, basically. Exactly, and it was also their incentive to not have to keep fighting. It was like, yeah. listen, like I know you want to keep going, but you don't have to fight anymore. We're gonna give you a job with us. You get to work in the quote unquote office, which none of them did. I think Forrest Griffin might have had like a job in there. Maybe he's the only one who really was working. But like for the most part, it was like an ambassador role where like yeah. Chuck would you know show up and sign autographs and you'll sit front row at the shows and stuff like that. And um and the first thing they did was like they came in and they fired like all those kind of guys. Um and um they were the ones that were loyal to the company and the company was loyal to and that 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 showed me right away it was like oh this is just straight up strictly business there is no emotion built into this this is just this is just cost cutting across the board and making changes um now the big difference that i think i've seen people kind of try to discuss online is a big part of the ufc sale was dependent on dana staying um, he sounded like a seven year deal or whatever at the time. And I think he extended it, but like, like he must have, cause it's been over seven years. I think since they sold, if not, it, it's been, it, time's been flying, man. The, the, from 2020 to 2022, it's been six. Okay. From 2020 yeah, to 2022, it's like one year for me. Cause like the pandemic, like everything just blends together. So I'm, I'm thrown off by my, my recent years. Same, same. But I think that, I, and I don't know, like, I don't, I think that for them to get this deal done, if they are trying to sell to Saudi Arabia, it's it's dependent on Vince being a part of it. I think that that's I think that's how they see it. Um, I also think this is incredibly messed up, and I don't agree with this one iota. I want to make that very clear before I say this. 
I think if they are selling to Saudi Arabia, they probably don't want Stephanie in a high power position because they don't respect women straight up. I'm sorry. I, I, I hate saying that. Um, I don't think every single person in Saudi Arabia feels that way, but like it's, it is what it is. Um, I think that, you know, it's a controversial thing to say. And I, once again, I cannot stress this enough. I do not agree with this at all, but like, I think that might have something to do with it. Like, you know, Stephanie was a woman in a high power position and Saudi Arabia probably wants to deal with men. And that's, it's very messed up. But I think that, do you think that's fair to like, to say that might be part of it? I definitely think it's part of it. I think there's, I think there's a lot when it goes into the Stephanie's decision to resign. Cause we, we got to remember she had stepped down before the Vince news broke and she said she was going to be taking time away. And then the Vince stuff came out. And then, so she came back and was co-CEO and now he's back. And so she resigns less than a week later. I, I think there's a lot because, you know, we, we've got triple H's health stuff. Uh, she, she is still a mom. Like being a parent is just difficult, especially when both parents are, are working tireless kind of, kind of hours in jobs. Uh, Vince comes back. There's a lot of history there with everything that has come out since June cheating allegations. He's now, it seems like him and Linda are not together. He's been photographed with a new woman. How does she feel about all that? You know, he has tossed Shane aside from, from the wrestling business because the rumble and everything last year, there's a lot of feelings there. She, I don't know if it was a Freudian slip or whatever it was. She said, you know, there's obviously animosity. uh, And then she corrected herself and said angst during the, the meeting with the staff and everything. So I think there's a lot of feelings, a lot of reasons of why Stephanie would want to step away and not be involved in this now that Vince is back. And I do think one of them is if they're talking to Saudi Arabia and it is getting there uh, to to potential sale, she doesn't want to be part of that. As much as I've heard the, they chanted, this is hope uh, for for when they were over in uh, Abu Dhabi, I think it was. Um, Much as I've heard that story, like, yeah, Saudi Arabia doesn't want to deal with they can they can make all their progress and like oh we're doing great and we've had women's matches and all this stuff just look at look at their history look at mm-hmm. what's going on over there they they want to talk to Vince and Nick Khan they don't want to talk to Stephanie oh, yeah I, you know and that's that's the only reason I brought that up you know and I I didn't want to I wanted your opinion too because I wanted to th- I I don't want to feel like I was being like some like sexist in my own mind or something and thinking that like that could be a part of it but like it, it makes me think man like because like you said like. There's a lot of stuff about what they do in, in a country like Saudi Arabia to try to convince the rest of the world that they're that they're making big changes and that things are different and blah blah blah. And then you you look the other way and you find come to find out like no, it's all it's all an act, you know. And like I'm somebody who really believes a lot in human nature, like in like humans being good, like good. Like I re- I really think there's way more good people out there than bad people. And I think that even a lot of bad people can change, um, you know, given the right circumstances. But like given the track record you just mentioned, like, it's like, it just seems very, very sketchy. Like if the WWE, if the WWE was owned by Saudi Arabia, when they capture that journalist, you know what I mean? Like, what's that look like for the WWE? You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it feels like it's a very sketchy, listen, it's the bag. And that's the whole, that's what it's all about. I think at the end of the day, I think Saudi Arabia is going to offer them the most money. And that's what I think it all, all honestly just comes down to. And, and that's going to be the decision that, that the, that Vince in the WWE needs to decide is like, you know, the UFC sold for like $4 billion. I'd assume the WWE is probably worth about double that. Just a complete guess. But like they've been around a lot longer. They're super well established. And worldwide presence. Like the WWE is like, it's like, I'm like you see that W, it's like the upside down M for McDonald's, right? It's super recognizable. You see that WW, you know, it's World Wrestling Entertainment across the world. Um, 
So like if they were going to get like eight, $8 billion dollars for the company from, you know, whoever, someone in the US, <clears throat> I think that uh I think that that's going to be very appealing. I think that I think that like eight to ten billion dollars is going to be a number that they're going to be interested in selling for. But what if Saudi Arabia came through because they literally have unlimited money and they're like, the offers out there are ten. We'll give you twenty. And then they're like, and then the shareholders have to be like, oh, now now like your morals kind of fly out the window because now you're just trying to get the bag and get out of there. Um, so that's you know that's where I think it's at. Like I think that there's going to be plenty of suitors that not even just in the U S it doesn't have to specifically be the U S I just, that I, I, I guess I'm kind of assuming that would be m- m- the majority of where the interest would be. Um, but like, you know, I, I, yeah, it's just, it just, it's just, we're in, we're in a strange time because like, I do think the WWE selling, um, I do think that, um, that it's going to be dependent on somebody sticking around, whether it's Vince staying in charge or they're going to have to keep triple H to be like the Dana white of it. I think somebody with with a hand in how things have worked up at this point has to be involved at a high level for them to really understand what's going on. But how many people are going to want to do that? Like, does Triple H want to deal with Saudi Arabia? How many wrestlers, like you said, how many wrestlers are going to... Sami Zayn's been very vocal about, you know, and I think he has very good reason. Um, I remember Danielson, when he was in the company, he didn't want to do those trips and stuff. And like, there's going to be plenty of wrestlers who don't want to, who don't want to... And not even just that, how much of it makes you uproot in like, spend way more time in Saudi Arabia on a deal like this. Like how many people want to like uproot their family and have to spend more time on another completely other part of the world. Um, you know, like I, I know they're doing it with golf. I know they're, they're like, I guess they're dabbling with soccer and stuff like that over there. And they're trying to really Westernize. I get that. But like the golf thing, I don't think has been a very big success. Um, they couldn't, I, I think Jimmy Van pointed this out. Like they couldn't land a U.S. media rights deal and they got, you know, they got some big names. In yeah. golf for that and yeah how does being saudi owned like affect potentially landing a u.s television deal watch wwe raw on youtube everybody yeah yeah so yeah it's just it's a it's a weird it's, we're in a yeah. really weird unprecedented and by the way i want to throw this out there too um before before Cass broke that news I, he did text me just like just gave just just i'm sure he did the same for you like you know we just we're buddies and i was just like dude what is up with tonight and he was like dude this is what i'm hearing and he's like i'm trying to like you know confirm it from multiple sources but like this is what i'm hearing and i didn't say anything of course i was like whoa <laughs> like if this is true and then of course like uh you know within the next hour the you internet you had got a vague tweet exploded. jensen you got to throw out the eye emoji so people are like oh what's happening I've made it really clear. I do not want to be a newsbreaker in wrestling. The only, the only circumstances is if I'm very, very, very confident and it has to do with like indie wrestling or someone I know really, really well. Um, I think I've told you before, there's been like some fairly big news that I've sat on before that had to do with people signing from the WWE. And it was strictly because I was like, person who told me, I totally believe, but like, if I'm wrong about this, nobody in this scene is going to like me. So like, I'm, I'm just not going to say anything. Um, and it's not my job to break news, you know? So like, that's, a, you know, obviously a big part of it too. I don't have, that's what we have to do. Um, but I'll tell you what, I, I totally agree with you. And this is nothing on cats. He's one of my best friends as well. I, you know, I love that dude, but like this kind of story is going to get broken by like wall street. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's going to be like a big story if the WWE is selling. 
uh, a couple things. Uh, Cole McClendon says, first time tuning in. Hey, thanks. Hope you're enjoying yourself. Appreciate Welcome. you joining us. Uh, Anime Otaku says, KSA brought in a woman to run the business side of an English football team that they bought. Look, I, I don't know anything about that. I'm, I'm not, not going to lie about that. Like, okay. if that's true, that's a good step. I don't know how involved she is. I don't know what she does day to day. But it's a it's a step. If, if that's the case. Uh, yeah. And that's something yeah. I was unaware of as well, to be fair. Yeah. Um, Appreciate that, that you yeah. uh, bring that to our attention. Yeah. Maybe that does change the, the maybe that doesn't have anything to do with Stephanie. Maybe, you know, I don't know. I, yeah. I think there are a lot of factors with Stephanie, but I would not be shocked if Saudi Arabia is one of those factors uh, and just her, and it could be from her side too, of like, I don't feel like dealing with this. Like, I just don't want to deal with this. Well, also speaking, I want to deal with it, you know, Big news recently, Jay White looks like he's going to be free and he's going to be courted by WWE and AEW. There's a lot of indie wrestlers that have eyes on them from both major companies right now. How does that affect their decision making? If WWE offers them a deal and they're like, I don't know, like what's going on? See, if <laughs> like, if uh, if if Saudi's got the money, like money's going to affect a lot of decision making for a lot of these people like. You yes. know, I understand you know, people in the chat are, are saying this, like, yeah, morals and yeah, we want to stand up for what's right. And then it's like, hey, let's throw on an extra zero here. And it's like, ah, I got a family. I need that extra pool. In the words of Carl Anderson, uh, like, you know, the, the morals might go out the window when you throw on enough zeros to, to some of this stuff. So, yeah, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash Fightful. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill yeah, that's just it's what it is that's what it is uh, it is it says jensen can you speak more to cody rhodes i wish i would trust me <laughs> you can it's your show 
Oh, I thought you were talking about directly. Oh, like oh, talk about Cody? directly. Oh. Can you text Cody Rhodes right now? Hopefully, I'll see Cody soon. Like I, she's been looming. Like I don't think he's been at any of the championship Destry wrestling shows that I've been at. Like backstage, I think someone would have told me if he was. At least I hope so. Diamond Sheik, I'm talking to you. You know I'm trying to talk to Cody at one of these shows. But he was he was at their their showcase the night before the last one. Like he was he was in the building right before I was with the out, mere hours before I walked in there. Cody was in there. I was like, oh, I just missed him. Damn it! I haven't seen him in person in probably five years. Cody's DMs probably aren't open, are they? I was going to DM this link and just see what he says. Oh my god! I don't think his DMs are open. Do you follow? Does he follow you on Twitter? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, that's a shame, Jensen. I feel like he should. Let me see if he does. No, his, I think he did DMs a long are not time open. ago, but he had like way less followers back then. He used to, so he used to have a an alt account that was like a personal account that was uh. like Husky Hyrule or something like that. Um, not many, but I was more connected with him on that, and he does not have that anymore. Uh. Um, anyways, um, bummer, right? Hey. Spam Cody on on uh, on Twitter. Follow at Fight Talk. He's your biggest. <laughs> and, the, and the funniest Every, thing is, the funniest thing is, he'll see that and be like, "Oh my god, I know this guy." <laughs> Everyone, tweet Cody Rhodes to follow Steven Jensen on Twitter, so we can get the scoop yes. of when he actually is going to return. Even though it's clearly the Royal Rumble of when he's going to return. Yes, yes. they're not really Absolutely. making that a secret. They're they're basically telling you he's going to be there at this. Point. Yeah, I mean, they put him on the poster, didn't they? Yeah, he's on the poster. Yeah, so there you yeah. go. Love it. Uh, all right. Again, if you if you want more on the Saudi stuff, there's a million streams on this channel on youtube.com slash Fightful that talk about it for hours upon hours. Uh, we we have you know more pressing matters to, to talk about. It's going to be a big deal. Like it's whatever happens, if they sell, when they sell, it's it's going to be huge huge news um yeah again best wishes to to all the wrestlers and all the staff at wwe whenever this does go through that's that's my main concern yeah that, yeah best wishes for sure good. absolutely i hope i hope the best for the wrestlers <clears throat> the wrestlers and the the i mean honestly even more i just want to say more importantly but just as important the 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 backstage people the people who work yes. behind the scenes i mean those are the because those are the people that like really don't really get talked about much in this kind of scenario but a lot of them their jobs would really be on the line because in a scenario like this, a new owner would probably for the most part, clean house and bring in their own people to do that kind of stuff. So like, um, yeah, I, I hope everything is smooth. And personally, I hope that they sell to somebody that is not um, Saudi Arabia. I think that that would be optimal for me as a fan, potentially trying to get back into this. Um, but I, uh, I hope that it goes somewhere that uh, the fans like and that the wrestlers like. And I don't know. I don't really know what to say about it. There's not a whole lot to say until like something really happens. But I think it's undeniable. I mean, it's undeniable that they're that they're attempting to sell. That's very very clear. So we'll just see where it goes and how fast it moves. Guys, a reminder: all your super chats on this show and on FightfulOverbooked.com. All of our shows over there. All the super chat money goes to our quest to purchase WWE. So if you want to save WWE from Saudi Arabia, send us all the money, and we are going to use that money to make a bid to WWE. Steven Jensen and I will be co-CEOs of the company. Uh, we will try to do creative. Jensen's just going to pitch everything as put the belt on Cody. Doesn't matter which belt it is, just put the belt on Cody. So I might need a little bit more help on creative, but we will be co-CEOs. Send us all your money so we can purchase WWE. And if you send in money, 
you will own a, a stock, a share of the company as well. So you are an official stockholder if you send us a super chat and we are able to buy WWE. Joel Pearl is nothing. He's already been fired no matter what happens. He's just fired. So don't worry about that. Joel Pearl is not involved at all. He's fired. Hope that influences everybody's decision. Let's move on. Uh, over a million fans uh, and a great number in the demo tuned in. And it was a great show. And I think it's been a run of great shows. Jensen, Adam Cole is back. Adam Cole, baby. He's back. He has not wrestled since Forbidden Door. A lot of different health issues. He confirmed the concussions. He said he had trouble sleeping. He was nauseous, like couldn't take a car ride. Just the when he was talking about everything, felt very bad for him and everything he had to go through. And we knew it wasn't great because he'd been out for such a long time. Uh, but to hear him actually talk about it gave more reality to the situation. Uh, and then, you know, the good news was he had a new, he felt different about life. He had a different perspective on life. And then he said the bad news and the bad news was not for him. It was for the AEW locker room because he is back and he is coming after the AEW world title. How'd you feel about Adam Cole's big surprise return? Steven Jensen. Loved it. Feel very, very happy for the dude. Adam Cole is one of the legitimate, well, there's a lot of great people in wrestling, a lot of like really, really likable people that people will vouch for and say really good things about. I don't think I've heard one person ever say something no. bad about Adam Cole. No. Um, and he's been around a long time. I think he said it in his promo 15 years. Um, um, I've been aware of him really more so from his Ring of Honor days, and that's been a long time even now since then. And uh, I remember not even initially liking him when he was like winning matches with figure four leg locks and stuff. And like, I, I liked him with Kyle O'Reilly as a tag team at first, um, because I'm all, I've always been a really good Kyle guy. And that's another guy I want to throw this as I remember mentioning this. I saw he tweeted the other day on, or he put up a post on Instagram, Kyle, that he's having some post surgical issues. Um, and he's um, he's on the road to recovery, but he has to make a lot of changes to how like he eats and trains and recovers and stuff like that. Um, so shout out and thoughts and prayers and whatever, you know, people do out there to try to help others. Like, I think that Kyle O'Reilly, like, you know, I really hope to see him back soon. Cause I love that dude. And he, you know, he, he deals with like the diabetes and stuff. And that's a, that's another layer to like why things probably get complicated for him more so than others sometimes with the health. And I, uh, I don't know. I think I'm a very big fan of Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. I like those guys a lot as, as human beings and as professional wrestlers. I think they're great. Um, it was awesome to see Adam back. Um, I got emotional watching it. Honestly, I was sitting there and I was like kind of tearing up because um, that's got to be very scary. I think everything he said was real. Like, I, I think it was a very, oh, yeah, 100%. you know, you know I, I think he's, uh, he went through some really scary stuff. Um, you know, I know how that feels, by the way, with like the motion sickness and stuff. Like I, I get that more, way worse than most people do. Um, unfortunately, I have kind of like an equilibrium issue kind of, I think. Um, and it had, does happen all the time, but every now and then, and I'll take these little car rides and all these, he's like violently sick for, and like no one else gets affected. And like, and it's just, it's miserable. Yeah, sure. You know about that. I was like, yes, that your yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. Um, and it, it, I was like that for like three or four days straight, just from flying on an airplane. Um, so like I, uh, I can, I can, I can sympathize to, to how terrible that is alone. And then all the other stuff that adds on to it and how scary I, um, I think it's fantastic that he's coming back. And I, and I think that uh, after last night it, it hit me and I was like, you know what? I could see a scenario potentially where MJF, you know, he's already beaten Starks. He beat, um, he, I think he's going to beat Danielson. 
maybe he takes on some guys like Darby, um, Jungle Boy, something like that. Some of the pillars, maybe, you know, some of the more top tier guys, Hangman, something like that. Um, but maybe Adam Cole's the guy to be MJF in like a year from now or something. You know what I mean? Like, or like, you know, six months, whatever, however long they feel like it should be before the MJF drops the belt and uh, and they're ready for a new champion. I think a baby face Adam Cole versus a heel MJF is very, very interesting. Um, so yeah, I, and yeah, fantastic promo. I'm, I'm I, uh, he's a, one of the nicest guys, uh, from what I understand, I've never met him personally, but uh, from what I understand, he's one of the nicest guys in the business and, uh, just universally loved. So it's really good to know that he's coming back and he's not dealing with these issues anymore. And I mean, I don't think you make a speech like that unless you're hundred percent cleared. So like I expect him to yeah. be back soon and I, I, that's awesome. Uh, Vantone Blade says it's Adam Cole, baby. It's like a tribe called Quest. Got to say the whole thing. Get it right, boys. Mm. Yellow this Vantone Blade. Um, I'm glad Adam Cole, baby, is back. Like you said, never heard a bad word about him at all. And that, like I, I watch it, a lot of his Twitch streams and gaming streams and stuff, and it just seems like the the nicest guy. So interactive with with the fans and everything, and always talking about how much he he loves the the Chugs community and everything like that. Loved him on the Uno videos with Up Up Down Down and everything. It just seems like the nicest guy, and has never heard or never I've never heard a bad word about him. As far as like aew television goes i've been higher on adam cole baby i think than a lot of people when he came to aew because it was at the same time as danielson literally the same night yeah. around the same time as punk and i think people slotted him a little bit lower on the pecking order and then he had the feud with hangman and like the matches were good i thought my my issue with that was always he should not have lost to orange cassidy even though it was a lights out match and it didn't count against the records which are now out the window but that visual didn't need to happen uh, for that then enter into a title program but those they were very good matches i do think he is a future world champion i'm very interested to see where he fits in this current landscape of aew because obviously a lot has changed since the last time he has wrestled uh at forbidden door a lot has changed in the company uh the last time we saw him on television really was when they were doing the beatdown of the elite and it was with undisputed era or whatever undisputed elite whatever they're calling themselves an aw and like that was obviously the way they were gonna go and you know now the elite we'll talk about here in a second are the trios champions again so it would have made sense for hey undisputed against elite for the trio titles o'reilly's out best wishes to him hope he gets healthy uh and just you know personally for his personal life and uh, for a potential in-ring return uh bobby fish is doing a podcast so I don't know if he's ever coming back to AEW or anything like that. So I'm very They're interested. Boxing see, people, yeah, he's he's boxing people as well. Uh, so I don't know if he's ever coming back to AEW, but I'm interested to see where Adam Cole fits in this current landscape. I imagine he'll be babyface right now, just because. And Cole says I think the promo Adam Adam Cole baby did just turned him face, and I I think the same thing that he's probably going to be a babyface for now. Then we will see if he might go heel if he has his his own group uh joel mentions uh the kingdom you mm -hmm. know cole with taven and bennett obviously be, be very good that's a nice little trio that they could uh run in aw i hope that doesn't that's not an roh act uh roh needs something I, we don't know what the status of roh is with television and everything like that but adam cole uh certainly 
AEW stars should be on the AEW television, not the ROH television. I'm just glad he's healthy. I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's doing better. And I look forward to seeing his actual in-ring return whenever that should be. Yeah, yeah. Do you want me to transition into the other spot? Because it it goes hand in hand. So, like, my spotlight this week was the Elite winning uh, Game 7 and becoming the new Trios champions again. Um, And and this goes hand in hand with what you're saying because – you know, like you just said, when Adam Cole was last seen, he was not only really turning on the undisputed elite, um, the like the 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 young bucks, but a big part of that is him, and he said it on screen at the time. He's like, "You guys think I forgot what you did to me?" Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's a long term story that goes all the way back to BTE, you know, pre AEW existence. Again, they were setting up the a trios match and they were setting up Cole and Kenny because when Kenny took the time off after full gear, you know, Cole steps up and is like, I got this. Cleaner, I got this. Don't yes, worry. Cleaner, I like, got this. They, they were setting that up. So I'd imagine Cole gets a couple of people beside him and Taven and Bennett are, are obvious choices there. But he came off like such a baby face last night. They could easily heal him. Adam Cole's a great heel. Uh, but he came off like such a baby face last night that they might have to let that simmer for a little bit and give Cole sort of a, a little bit of a baby face run before they get into that. I agree. I, I completely agree with that. The fans are going to want to cheer him way too much after that promo to to have him be a heel at this moment. Um, but it's really easy for him like to go back and forth because essentially – it sounds this sounds very very basic, but it's the truth. Adam Cole by himself, baby face. Adam Cole with a group deal. I mean, it's, it's simple. He gets the fucking pop he gets when his music hits. Anyway, is yeah. he comes off like a baby face. That man gets the biggest reactions, and the company thanks to that music. Mikey Ruckus knocked that one out of the park. Yeah, well, and he's the, and the thing is, he's a cool heel, and that's why that is. You know, like yeah. he's one of those guys that, like, even though he's a bad guy, you still want to be his friend. You still want to be like him. You want to do the boom thing with him. You, you know, the Adam Cole baby. Like he's he's just a cool dude. Um, you know, he's a, he's you know, and he's a lifelong fan, which which also is going to add some bonus points. You know, it's funny, even to the point where this is so irrelevant, but like just that's where my mind goes, just thinking little weird things. He's such a fan. Like you know, he he dips. You know, you always see him with a, yeah. a, a lip in when he's not on when he's not on screen. And he's talked about how he started dipping because he saw Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair doing it in shoot interviews when he was growing up. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, me too. That's crazy. I, I did the same exact thing. I watched the RF video or a high spots shoot interviews um, with like Ric Flair after he retired. And he's sitting there spitting into the cup, and I'm like, all right, we go buy a, <laughs> buy some Grizz from the uh, from the store right now. Um, <laughs> And I don't, I don't do it anymore, but there was a period of time where I did dip and it was mainly because my favorite wrestlers did. And my, before that, my favorite baseball players did. And so, so like, I, um, I'm not saying to do this, by the way, everyone, I'm not endorsing this, but I'm just saying like, that's how big of a fan Adam Cole is. Like he's a lifelong fan. Um, he loves this. He loves his business. He loves these wrestlers. Um, and he called, he called, um, AEW the best professional wrestling company in the world, which I love that he said that because, you know, he loves the WWE still and he has a lot of friends there and he didn't burn his bridge there. But he believes in AEW, and you can tell he's he's there for the long run. This is what it sounds like. So um, he's there for at least like another like four years. I think he signed like right. a five year deal or something. <laughs> right. True. So, um, but but yeah, leading into like the the elite being the champions now, I think that eventually we are going to get Adam Cole and 
um, Taven and Bennett as the as the kingdom as heels versus babyface elite um, of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. I do think that's happening eventually, but I think you like you said you have to run with him as a babyface right now. And the elites match last night with Death Death Triangle was incredible. That was awesome. Um, probably the best best of seven series of like anything I can remember in my lifetime. You know, there were some pretty good ones in like WCW and stuff like that. Like, like Booker T and Ben Walk, like was the TV title and stuff like that. They did like Jer, they did like a, like a, was like a Booker T and like Guerrero one or something in WWE. I remember something like that. So there's been like some good, like best of five, best of seven type series. I remember, but like this was match quality wise. I can't think of anything that was like seven matches that were like, arguably perfect tag team matches or, or trios matches. You know what I mean? I think Brock and Roman is the best of best, best of seven. Have they done seven of those? I, I think, <laughs> I, I think I do think they have like done like seven or eight. It's probably them. pretty close now. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's definitely the best from a, from a match quality per perspective. I'm not even sure. Like it's, it's that close. Um, I, I Ma- Magnum and Nikita did one. Seamus and Cesaro was, was a big one. Um, that led to the bar format. Yeah, that led right, to the bar. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think it's elite and death triangle as well because they were also different. Even the the first few, which were just straight up trios, and then of course they added the stipulations uh, in the back end of them. Uh, but the first few that were straight up trios, like those were all different kind of matches, which were really good. I love the NBA presentation. You know, as a, as a big basketball fan, I love I love that. I love the synergy with the TNT and getting um, round ball rock and everything. Thought that was great. Yeah, the elite win, and now we're kind of back to where we were post all out when they initially won the titles, and they were the first. Oh, Maggie corrects me and says it's best of five. There you go. Um, sorry, sorry, Seamus. We we were we were back. Um, we're back where we were with the elite coming out as the the trio's champions, and we will see where they go from here with the titles. There's obvious challengers and somebody like House of Black. They're they're dealing with Eddie Kingston right now. I think that's the I think that's the biggest one out there right now i mean i know AEW has a lot of trios like Jer- jericho appreciation society they're doing stuff with like starks and action and dreddy they, they're obviously there i think we're gonna get just random off trios matches here and there um you know blackpool still out there although it looks like moxley maybe finally thankfully getting his vacation uh after that match with Hangman. which by the way that match with hangman was so so good awesome. one of my i mean i'd praise osprey and omega last week um one of my top matches of the year i i like that still more than moxley and hangman but moxley and hangman much like osprey and omega the story from start to finish all the promos all the segments and then the story of the match and then the actual match itself just great pro wrestling uh but yeah elite elite champions and i hope we get actual storylines with the trio titles not always just match defense match defense like add a little bit more to it. And I think once you get around to Cole, potentially the kingdom, that's when we'll get more stories until then. I do think it might just be heavy. Hey, here's a title defense for the elite. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. And they're going to have banger matches. So yeah, I mean, oh, I'm, excited. Yeah. And I'm excited for this. Cause now, you know, honestly, I mean like I, I the trios tournament was, was really good. I thought, but like it helps really establish these belts even more just having this best of seven and just really setting the stage for what these belts are like really going to, you know, w- w- what they really represent. And um, yeah, like you said, we're kind of back to square one where it's like, okay, the elite kind of clean slate, they're the champions going forward. This is where we wanted to be after brawl out, all that stuff. So like, um, 
And then there was another, um, oh yeah, also, it popped me that Kenny Omega and all these promos and all these, like anytime they talk to him recently, and he never said this before and after the match, but they keep referring to best of sevens and Michael George, or sorry, LeBron James. And he keeps just saying that LeBron James is the guy from Space Jam because he doesn't watch sports. So like, that's how he knows who LeBron James is. Um, I'll say this. I've done a really good job about compartmentalizing um, Space Jam 2 into like the, like the ether of my brain to where like I, I've convinced myself it never actually happened. Um, but I refuse to watch it. Just refuse. Terrible. There are people out there that like it. I think Sean actually liked it. I think I talked to him about that at one Sean's point. Sean's but, like, but like Space Jam, the original Space Jam is one of my favorite movies ever. Space Jam 2 Same. really, 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 really bothers me. So like I, I just I just pretend like it didn't happen. But I, I it popped me for Kenny Omega to just constantly be like, yeah, LeBron James, he's the guy from Space Jam. <laughs> it's pretty funny. He's the hologram for the new House Party movie. That's how everybody knows I him saw now. That. Yeah. That's all like commercial. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how good that's going to be. The original House Party is very good. But yeah, it's pretty consistent though. You know, most of these originals are good, and then they they come by, you know, 20 years later and LeBron you know, James do, do whatever they want to them. Yeah. Yeah. We're in our childhoods <laughs> over and over again. Um, yeah, the 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 best of seven once it went three one, just couldn't help themselves. Had to go the three one lead stuff. If people don't have Death Triangle blew a three one lead sign, everything, it's all for naught. I don't think they leaned into the basketball stuff during the matches enough. I was waiting for I was waiting for uh, a hammer toss behind the back, like Steph Curry with the behind the back pass that he mm. threw out of bounds instead of going to Clay Thompson. I was waiting for the block from behind last night. Like Pent is up there, and here comes a springboard, and he just slaps the titles out of his hand from behind, like LeBron on Iguodala. If you're gonna lean into it, lean into it, Tony. I mean, you don't you don't send me T-shirts, which I'm always gonna complain about. <laughs> we, you watch the show, you know. If you need help consulting and getting in these NBA ideas in these games, in these matches, let me know. I'll, I'll get these little culture, pop culture reference, NBA references to pop 20 people for you during these matches. Let me know. Come on, Tony. Does Tony watch the show for real? No. Tony, I love you, man. I'll say that. As the check clear, Jensen. I love you, Tony. I love you. I love you. I remember Tony Khan would be like that scene in Saving Silverman where he, uh, where Jack Black like runs up to Neil Young oh, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, I love you, I want to party with you." That, that's me. That's me running up to, to Tony Khan. I have such respect for that man. He's like our age, and he's like his his fig fed is on national television on TBS. It's the best. It, so has, awesome. Has your check cleared this week, Jensen? From Tony Khan. <laughs> <laughs> Tony's watching. <laughs> Wink. No, I know that everyone thinks that raw shills over here at Fightful, but I know I I I I, I was gonna say message boards of that dude years ago. You know what I mean? I just think it's cool to see like one of us do what he's doing. I mean, he's one of us from like a fan perspective. He's not he's he's much different than us from like a monetary perspective. Like he's rich, but like he, he can do these things. That's what like, I, I, I think. Yeah, yeah, loaded, <laughs> loaded. Um, congrats to him and the Jags, man. That's I mean, good good for him. What what they've been doing with with a lot of their stuff. I mean, that's cool. Um, and I'm really, I'm really glad we have AEW right now, especially because we don't know what the future of WWE looks like. So I think wrestling fans are very fortunate to have AEW right now. Tony Khan is a boss. Oh God. <laughs> Our product is what it is. We're going straight up the middle. <sighs> Kyrie and Mercedes Monet 
They sold out New Japan Battle in the Valley, the only match announced before Bobby Fish truly sold it out with his pre-show match against David Finlay. Uh, where's the lie? Bobby Fish wrestling at a sold-out New Japan event mm-hmm. at New Japan Battle in the Valley. Mercedes Monet, a lot of talk around her. The biggest thing is, of course, she, her and Kyrie, people very excited for this match, and it did legitimately sell this out as the only match announced. I'm very much looking forward to it. We talked about her New Japan debut last week we'll talk about more of the new japan stuff but to tie that in uh a lot of people were disappointed when she didn't show up on dynamite last night and it was teased a little bit you know the the brit baker boss line people really leaned into that people questioned of like okay well why did you do two tickets uh five weeks out and then why was tony so secretive of like not going to talk about it until january what like what happened here? And then they cut away very quickly because the crowd was booing and they're like, Excalibur, talk to, uh, you know, plug everything. And then Eddie Kingston promo. We got to cut off this crowd here. I look, I don't blame AEW for this. I think this is a, at least a hundred percent. I think this is a lot of fans kind of work themselves into a shoot with, is she going to show up? They definitely leaned into it a little bit. and It wasn't as heavy-handed as the punk stuff. That one was very heavy-handed. And it wasn't even as heavy-handed as some of the other stuff. But they leaned into it, and they certainly didn't deny anything when they could have. They tried to basically tell you, hey, it's... uh, I mean, they did tell you, Tony Storm's the partner. Tony Storm's the partner. Don't worry about it. She's the partner. But that Britt Baker boss line, it didn't matter. People were going to cling to that. And they did. And when she, when she didn't show up, people were like, oh, AEW fucked us. <laughs> yeah. I My my assumption, and I know assuming makes an ass out of you and me, but like, I, my guess is that AEW thought they were getting her. And something happened. You know, I don't know how last minute or like, you know, or how confident they were, but I don't think that you would have done this just to troll the fans only because it's a kind of a bad faith thing for the fan base. Like I, I I'm, I'm one for a good troll job. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I think trolling is actually really funny a lot of times. Um, and, and if that's what they were, huh? I said it's hilarious. I do it all the time on Twitter. Yeah. Trolling's great. But like, <laughs> but the, the problem is when, especially when it comes to Mercedes, cause like her fan base is so passionate about her that like, there was probably a lot, a lot, a lot of butthurt fans out there that she didn't, she didn't arrive because they were really led to believe that she was. Um, and he, like, Tony was on Grapsity not that long ago, and, and I know that he was, he didn't deny it. Like you know what I mean? He didn't. Well, I mean, you know, it's, you know, yeah, nobody has to confirm or deny on you know to us, but like he could have easily been like, you know what? I don't know if she's gonna be there. Like I honestly, we're working on it, or like we like it, or you know, some, I don't- something that isn't so confident, I guess. Right. I don't know if you want to say like, I don't know we're work. You definitely don't want to say we're working on it. No, right, right, right. That's, that's right. Yeah. But I do think he could have said in any interview that he was asked about this of, uh, you know, like it's somebody on the roster, like it's going to be somebody on. And then that just, that'll give people will then, you know, take that as like, Oh, well she'll be on the roster type of thing. Um, but I had a lot of people message me after, the Grapsody interview, like more confident that Mercedes was going to show up. Um, yeah, people were like, oh, she's going to be there. You know, Will Washington, uh, day after Dynamite, three o'clock on this channel, the Fightful Awards tonight at eight with Will, Sean, and Denise. Um, Will Washington was putting out the percentages every week and he was at 
one point that Mercedes was going to be the partner, show up, whatever it was. He was down. I think it was 55% was his last guess before the show aired and everything, but he was at one point, hundred percent. And, you know, this is again, working yourself into a shoot because AEW has a very hardcore fan base. A lot of them are online and will is very respected as he should be when it comes to this stuff. And so they see that and they're like, Oh, She's going to be there. Will knows what he's talking about. And other people, they know what they're talking about. Like, it, it's going to happen. Uh, and then it didn't. And it was, a, it was a disappointing moment for, I'm sure, a lot of fans. My expectations were never Mercedes. I don't. I never try to get myself expecting this stuff because I just don't like being disappointed. If you lower your expectations on everything in life, you can rarely be disappointed. That's why I always think my teams are going to lose. Uh, yeah. That way, I'm, disappointment's not there. So I never expected her. Uh, I was anticipating. I thought, okay, well, here we go. Let's see what happens. And then it didn't happen. Uh, Cole says, do you think they're waiting to bring in Mercedes in for Jade? Like they were doing something with Jade with the Bow Wow stuff. And then like they haven't touched on that in uh, like a month now. I feel like she's doing her own thing with the baddies. I don't know what's going on with Jade. She's just, it feels like for a great match against Sky Blue uh, at Battle of the Belts. I will say that. That finish was incredible. Right. But she's it feels like she's spinning her wheels a little bit with, okay, the baddies are mad at her now. And it's like, all right, well, we know she's just going to kind of beat these people that she's beaten a hundred times. She's beaten Red Velvet like a million times, I feel like at this point. So I, if they have Mercedes and they're waiting on Jade, great. But last night was an opportunity to do it. There was obviously plenty of speculation and, and rumor around it. So last night was the opportunity to do it. Clearly, any type of deal that they may have been working on or weren't working on, whatever it was, it's not done. And I don't know if anything does get done. Yeah. There's really not much more I can add to that. Honestly. Like, I think it also could very much come down to, you know, whatever deal she worked out in new Japan, they, they wanted, they wanted her exclusively until she wrestles there. I mean, and that, that that was, that was what people talked about of after they announced Tony storm was the partner was that, oh, well, maybe she shows up after the match. And that's what people were anticipating after the match. And then, of course, they started booing when she wasn't there, (laughs) is, hey, maybe New Japan just has rights to her first match. They want that match. And that's why she wasn't the partner. But she shows up after, and then you can set up something for, like, Revolution or an episode of Dynamite after Battle in the Valley. And then, again, she didn't show up. But maybe she shows up after Battle in the Valley. Who knows? I'm sure these conversations, these negotiations are always ongoing. They're always very fluid. It's possible she shows up at some point. It's possible she doesn't. We don't we don't know what the any type of deal is, but fans were disappointed last night. And I, I think AEW partly to blame, especially that Brit. That Brit line pops me now, though. The fact that like she just did that and maybe they, as of last week, they were confident they had something and they're like, all right, let's tease it. And then in the last week it fell apart i don't know but if they had nothing on the books last week for mercedes and they just they taped that promo because that was a pre-taped promo if they taped that it just left it in not the best quality control in that situation because you were you were uh given a little bit of expectation there all that said Shout out to Mercedes and Kyrie for selling out Battle of the Valley because that's a big match and that was the only match announced and people are very excited for Mercedes wrestling for the first time since May and wrestling Kyrie on this New Japan stage. So looking forward to that. 
Absolutely. Congratulations to, to Mercedes and Kyrie for selling out. And uh, I mean, proof that they're both draws, the match is going to be fantastic. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> they're really going to go out there and, and, and show the world, like, especially Mercedes, I think really wants to show like what she's really capable of, you know, outside the WWE. Um, and I love Kyrie. I think she's fantastic. Um, and you know, and then I'm not going to compare current AEW to old school TNA because they're in much different positions in the wrestling landscape. But I mean, it just reminds me of stuff like remember when Hulk Hogan like hit Jarrett with a guitar in Japan on on TNA television, no and way. then, then yeah. it literally never nothing was ever talked yeah. of it ever. Like I mean, we've seen this happen in wrestling before where things just just never went anywhere. Um, and it but, does happen, and it does. But this is how you know fans get mad. It's like, oh, bad faith, bad faith. Yeah. And AEW has a good track record when it comes to teasing this stuff and then delivering on it. And you know that's why fans were kind of adamant that they thought this type of thing was going to happen, and then it, it didn't. Uh, and yeah. on Mercedes and Kyrie, real quick before we move on, I hope they headline. I know they added an IWGP World Heavyweight Title match. I assume that'll be Okada. I don't think he's losing to Shingo at New Beginning. Um, so I, I hope they headline over Okada. I don't know who Okada's going to face. Mercedes and Kyrie should headline that that show, though. There you go. I'm with you. There'll be a lot of eyes on that. Uh, Impact Hard to Kill is tomorrow night, Friday night. They're they're running it. I don't understand why they're running these Friday shows. There's nothing going on on Saturday. I guess there's no, a it's a re- real week UFC. They they could they could compete with this UFC that they're putting on. It's they're, they're, I, I don't like these Friday Impact shows, but uh they have they have a big match in Jordan Grace against Mickey James for the Knockouts Women's Championships and Mickey James's career is on the line as part of her last rodeo tour. Jensen, where where are you feeling on this of who's going to win? So first of all, make sure to tune into the Impact Hard to Kill post show. I will not be there live in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, the exact terminology I was given was they are at capacity, so I will accept that. I will <clears throat> I will be on the post show uh, Friday night, myself and Joel Pearl. Joel, let me know in the chat. I think you're still in here. <clears throat> if not, I'll talk to you later. But I think Crest is joining us as well. I'm not. I haven't. I'm not as in the loop, but I'll be on there. I know Joel will be there, and I think Crest is as well. So we'll be um, we'll be live Friday night, immediately following Hard to Kill youtube.com slash fightful right here on this channel um as far as this match goes honestly i mean people know this because I, I talk about it a lot jordan grace is one of my favorite wrestlers in the world i love her um and i want to see her continue to be the impact knockouts champion because i think that i honestly think they should do a story where she options sees that title and cashes it in against josh alexander and like i would be fine with her beating josh alexander like that's how much i like jordan grace i think she should and could and very well could be the impact world champion. Um, but in this scenario, like, I don't think Mickey James is retiring. I just, I'm not feeling that she's retiring. Um, my gut is that she has too much to offer still. And she's still too, um, you know, the fans still like her too much, you know, that she's too valuable. I think still to, and, and, and that might not matter to her. Like she might just, it might just be her time and she wants to move on. But I think that, I think that given the, you know, it's the last rodeo. She's been in all these career-threatening matches leading up to this. The whole goal of the of the last rodeo was to become the Knockout Women's Champion and uh, or the Impact Knockouts Champion. And um, she's also said in interviews recently that she wants to be the best Knockouts Champion ever. So, like, <clears throat> I don't think it's in her mind that she's. I, I just so I guess a long story short, I don't I don't see Mickey retiring. So I think Mickey's gonna win this match and, and defeat Jordan Grace. 
But I do think that coming out of it, Jordan will be more heavily involved in the men's divisions for like the world title or X division title or something like that. Cause I think that Jordan has more than proven that like, if you're not going to put her, if she's not going to be the main woman in the women's division, then like she's too talented not to be competing for the men's titles. Maybe Mercedes Monet did not show up to AEW because she is going to be at impact hard to kill. And she is Oof. going to confront Mickey James after she wins the knockouts title. And we get Mercedes against Mickey and we get hardcore country against money money at impact slammiversary that'd be uh that'd be quite the quite the series of events and here Where, listen like if they could do where's that owl money that owl's got some fucking money doesn't yeah, he yeah the owl the owl um yeah i do i mean if they i would love to see like specifically mercedes martinez or sorry mercedes martinez, mercedes monet um versus uh jordan grace and versus masha slamovich like those two matches right there sign me up all day i would love that um but yeah that's really uh that's really the reason i, I wanted to highlight uh this match or spotlight this match today was uh uh jordan versus mickey i think will be a very good match but at the same time um if this wasn't a career threatening match i would just default right to you know jordan's retaining i wouldn't have much doubt about it but because the title or the the career is still on the line and i don't think that mickey's I don't think I don't see Mickey retiring. So I, I do think Mickey James is going to defeat Jordan Grace at Hard to Kill for the title. I think Mickey's winning as well. And I like your idea of Jordan maybe getting involved in, in the men's division after this. And then Mickey can just have the matches she wants. I think Impact will be. I don't think they're getting Mercedes Monet. Uh, I do think Impact will be as accommodating as possible to get Mickey the opponents she wants for this title run. Um, you know, whatever that might be, however, they might be able to work that out. I do think they will try their best to get her opponents that she does want for this title run. So we shall see. But I do think Mickey's winning. I do think it'll be a good match too. Uh, watch Hard to Kill. I'm sure it'll be a good show. Watch the post show with Steven Jensen, Cresta, and other people, I guess. I'm going to give a big motherfucking shout out. Do I look like I'm wearing a straight jacket? Been hanging out with Dom, me and Dom up in up in prison. They gotta contain us, baby. You can't control us. Uh, all right. Big motherfucking shout out to in uh, about eight months from now, everybody will be able to see Chris Jericho at PWG Battle of Los Angeles Night Two, his surprise appearance where he teamed with the Jericho Appreciation Society and Multi Man Tag Team Match. It was a big surprise. Uh, I listened to an interview with Michael Oku. Uh, with uh, Stephanie Chase, shout out to her. Um, and you know, he said like he kind of knew about it day of. Uh, he was it was a hint the night before, but he didn't know who. So it seemed like they at least had this secured uh, the night before. Who knows how far Jericho was? You know, far back of like had this idea of wanting to go to PWG. But Chris Jericho adds PWG to his resume of places he has worked with this surprise appearance. Yeah, I mean, and it just strengthens the GOAT conversation, I think, for Jericho that I've been making for quite a long time now. But um, PWG working there just makes you the GOAT? Well, no, he was already the GOAT, in my opinion. But, like, this ad, this is another cherry on top of this, where who else is doing, like, who else is established as Chris Jericho at this point of his career, still 30 years in, still wrestling at this level, still showing up on indie shows? Like, that's insane. And he's and he's still having really good matches. Like his Ring of Honor title run, I think, was actually really good. People, I think, anyone hating on that just hates on Jericho. Like he, he had a good run with that title. That and you can't be, you can't convince me otherwise. So like, 
I, you know, I don't want to sit here and make, cause I'd be sitting here for the next hour trying to explain why I think Chris Jericho is the best of all time. But like, and that's just my opinion, by the way, there's plenty of people you can put in that conversation and I understand, but to see him come up, to show up in PWG was just, it was incredible. It, or I shouldn't say, to see pictures and videos online of him showing up in PWG because we, as you mentioned, we won't be able to watch this for a Eight long months. time. Eight and PWG needs to get their shit together and figure this out. I'm sorry. Like, this is insane. It's insane that you're in a position where streaming is so accessible, so easy. Everyone's doing it. Little, little mom and pop, little, little guys promoting shows out of the blue or streaming live. For you know what I mean? Like, how are you not even if you're not gonna stream live, give us access to it within a week or so? Something. I mean, it's it's crazy, crazy. Cause the world buzzes about this stuff. Eight months from now, no one's gonna no one's buying the DVDs. Sorry, I mean some people might, but like not not like they would if they were if the show was available right now for I mean, I dude, I'd pay 50 bucks to watch night one and night two of PWG straight up. Like if, if I could stream it off of off of Fight Plus or whatever, they they their fight TV or whatever they streaming service, like I would pay an actual would, pay-per-view price for something like that. I would definitely write off fifty dollars on my next invoice to watch PWG. Well, same, right? But like, <laughs> but I but but my point is it's valuable. Like it's a show that like you could charge even more than like if you're concerned about well, we don't want to charge like $10 for it because we make more on DVDs and physical DVDs or whatever. It's like charge 20, charge 30. Like the, the fans want to see this, especially if you have any idea that someone like Chris Jericho is going to pop up on the show and wrestle an indie appearance. Like it's, and, and on top of that, I mean, that's just, once again, a cherry on top of the cake. The PWG <laughs> Boulder tournament itself is incredible. Speedball Mike Bailey won the whole thing, beat Takeshi in the main event or in the, in the finals. Um, So it's like, um <laughs> brent m in the chat why is mercedes sell out in the heading i think that the way that you've heard that i guess is kind of funny mercedes they sold out her and kyrie sold out their yeah. next show you must have missed the our, our chat about that brent but no they they sold it's in out the description too yeah no like we're not calling her a sellout we're saying she sold out their her her matches inside against kyrie they, they sold out um but uh in a good way don't just read the headline right. read the article and listen to the podcast for yourself. Right? Yes, Tell battle, battle in the Valley sold out. Um, and if we said Battle in the Valley sold out, not as people are gonna thanks for joining. Care us, about Brent. the headline, you know. Thank you, thank you, Brent. Um, but uh, but yeah, I uh, Bola, but but yeah, it was awesome seeing Jericho be a part of this. And then after the match, he got a microphone and he he called PWG kind of like the new the new age ECW and stuff like that. And I think you know GCW is probably a better comparison, but I understand what he, where he's coming from. The 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 young upcoming talent that isn't as well known. You can see them in PWG before they really blow up in the wrestling world. Um, and I said it when Jericho wrestled Nick Gage on AEW in that death match. I was like, I was like, honestly, I could see him doing GCW. Like, I could see Jericho popping up in GCW for a show. Right now, I don't know because like I don't know what that relationship really looks like at the moment between GCW and AEW. But like. I think Jericho's willing to pop up on the indie scene more if it makes sense. Um, and I think that's pretty, I just think it's really, really cool to see a guy with his, uh, with his standing in, 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 in wrestling and the position he's in and being in, in my opinion, in the goat conversation, he doesn't have to do this at all, but he's constantly giving back to wrestling. He's constantly giving back to other people. I know he, he, uh, he, he donates a lot of money to a lot of people. Um, I know Hamlin, you know, he, he did $10,000. I know uh, I, I tweeted it yesterday. I'm in this random AW action figure group on Facebook 
And some guy just randomly put on the chat yesterday a, a screenshot. And he was like, he was like, hey, Chris Jericho just donated a thousand dollars to my mom's GoFundMe because she's battling cancer. Like he doesn't, this Jericho doesn't know this guy at all. You know, and just like gave his mom a thousand dollars to hopes that, you know, hopes it helps with her cancer. You know, it's like, listen, there's there's some people, there's some things that Jericho's involved with and that he's donated to and stuff that don't, that people don't agree with. And I get that, but like that doesn't completely in my in my own opinion, that doesn't offset all the good things he's done for people. And I've heard of comparing people like mortgages and like buying food and clothes for people. And like, just, I mean, it's just, that's pretty powerful that he does that kind of stuff for just random people. Chris, can you send me a Brian Danielson t-shirt? Cause Tony Khan ain't doing it. Right. For real. We need AEW merch. We all, you want us to be shills. I'll, I'll sit here and, and, and covered in merchandise right here on the channel. <laughs> Oh. uh brent brent you're good uh we, we we did talk about mercedes not showing up at dynamite but it was yeah it was referencing new japan battle on the ballot yes selling yeah. out and, and we also talked about that uh you're good you know something I, I i've said it before i headline bait a little bit i am not i'm not afraid gotcha. to admit that headline gotcha. bait not even mr bait. beast even mr beast like his thumbnails and stuff he gets hundreds of millions of views his thumbnails look way more dramatic than what the video actually is like, <laughs> to get people to click on it <laughs> Uh, look, good on Jericho for showing up at PWG. It was a cool moment. It was a nice surprise. I look forward to watching the actual video eight months from now. We've talked about PWG. Now they got to get that together. I don't know if they ever will, if they even have the desire to. But yeah, something like this happens. People want to watch this stuff immediately, not just see Twitter clips and whatnot. And like, this is a cool thing. This would drive subscribers. This would drive people to, to pay for it. Well, and Jericho mentioned it by name on AEW yeah. television last night. So imagine if it if it dropped today, where you could watch it, the the, the amount of people that would pay for it. I mean, it's Jericho, just a no brainer. Jericho's gonna Jericho's gonna have to do a promo eight months from now when the DVD drops. <laughs> like, or eight months ago, and I showed up at Battle of Los Angeles and beat you. He's gonna wrestle Michael Oku on a random episode of Rampage, uh, just there to tie go. it all together. Uh, my my indie spotlight this week, Jensen, is a show you can watch right now on IWTV. Use the code Fight Talk. It is Alec Price against Titus Alexander from West Coast Pro. Can you work Fridays? It's the main event of the show, and Titus Alexander got the victory. Alex Price is someone who I've been very high on uh, at the end of last year, coming into this year. Someone who could be on the show by the end of it might might be on the show very soon wink wink um uh yeah someone i've been very high on and like they, they had a very good match couple of couple of rough moments but they they picked it up got it all together and titus alexander picked up the the victory with the sweet time driver uh yeah great match go check it out if you have not seen it yeah i mean big, big week you know alec price is wrestling so consistently um, you know, he also had an Iron Man, a one hour yeah. Iron Man match this past week against Channing Thomas that he won six to five. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, Titus is, you know, that was his first defense of the, of the WCP championship as well. Um, great title defense. I love the finish too, like how he, he caught, um, the surprise kick and turned it right into the sweet time driver for the three. Um, and then after the match, Nick Wayne came out and they set up yeah. for the next show. It's going to be Nick Wayne versus Titus Alexander for the West Coast Pro Championship, which is going to be a banger. Um, and they, it's, they, it's, it feels like there's really animosity between those two guys because, like, the, um, they they were they tried Nick tried to shake his hand the last time they interacted. Titus left him hanging. Um, on this show, Titus is basically telling him like 
everything in your life's been handed to you. Like this is just an, and everything that, that I've ever worked for. Everyone, everyone's always trying to take stuff I've worked for from me. You're no different than everyone else. Um, you know, I, and, and Nick, I thought caught a pretty decent promo too. Cause he's a guy I don't hear on the microphone very often. And um, he's getting better at that, which he's, you know, is going to be very helpful for him in the next step because he's very close to being, I mean, he's already signed AEW, but like, or, you know, he's close to debuting. Yeah. Getting right. closer to actually being right. on television. Well, I mean, he was on, he did wrestle recently for them, but like, you can't watch it from what I understand. I think you wrestled some sort of dark match of some kind. Cause like okay. Titus, 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 Titus said something about that on the, in the promo. He said like, oh yeah, good for you for wrestling, you know, AEW dark elevation or whatever, but like no one was allowed to watch it or something like that. And it's like, oh, I didn't even know he wrestled and or if that's even true, but because I know Billy Starks recently wrestled, but she also, I know she's 18. I don't know if Nick has turned 18 yet, he, but when he does, like, I don't, think he, I don't think he has because and he, that, he tweeted after Dynamite last week, like six months, six months. Right. So, so that's really the only hang up for Nick is literally just like waiting for like high school to end or whatever, or him to turn 18. And um, he's going to be off to the races just like Billy is. Billy's going to be heavily courted. I mean, she's, she's Billy and Nick are like, they're the future of wrestling, the two of them. So like, um, so yeah, in, in Titus Alexander, we've, we've talked to right here on the show. You can listen to a past interview we did with him. Great dude, super athletic. Um, he's only like 22, 23 years old himself. I mean, so super, super bright future. Another, you know, a great first title defense form for the West Coast Pro Championship and very much, very much looking forward to the, uh, to the next matchup against Nick Wayne. Should be a great match. Go go check that out. Yeah, on IWTV, West Coast Pro Show. Uh, go over to IWTV, subscribe, use the code Fight Talk. Jensen, go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you at. Yes, I'm going to go clock in for the shoot job now. Thanks, everyone, for watching. And please subscribe, hit the thumbs up button, all that good stuff. You can follow me on Twitter at Fight Talk underscore, F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. Listen to the Fightful Select, the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. Um, it's usually on Sundays. Uh, during the football season, it's been more so on Mondays. It'll probably be Monday this week as well, because I'll probably be at Battle Slam on Sunday night. Um, and I'll talk about Battle Slam on Monday night whenever I record the show. But we'll be back to like regular Sunday afternoons once the football season's over. But so um Fightful Select Weekender Podcast. If you like independent wrestling, that's a show for you. Um a lot of the people that you see pop up on in these major companies, a lot of people we talk about here that you hear other people talk about. Um, not to chew my own horn or pat myself on the back. And I'm, I know I'm not the only one doing it. Um, I'm not taking full credit for this, of course, but like we've been talking about a lot of these people for like four years that are now blowing up. So it's like, if you want to get in on, on like lesser known wrestlers and kind of like a lower on like kind of the lower scale that are on the come up, I'd highly recommend the weekender because I'm constantly highlighting talent that that's constantly being elevated and that a lot of them, which we're seeing on mainstream television right now. So um, so yeah, thank you for watching the show. Um, I hope y'all enjoyed this interview with myself, Jeremy and Vinny Pacifico that you're about to hear. It was fantastic. One of the nicest guys I think we've talked to. That was awesome. Um, and I hope you enjoy it. And, uh, I'm going to go clock in for work and, uh, good to see you, Jeremy. Good to see everyone in the chat. See ya. Oh, Hey guys, Friday, Friday night, tomorrow night, impact hard to kill post show. Check it out. Check that out. Uh, again, it'll be Jensen, Cresta, and some other guy. Uh, we do have our interview with Vinny Pacifico. You may have seen him recently. You, uh, you may have seen him recently on episodes of AEW Dark. He has wrestled Will Hobbs and Wardlow on AEW Dark. Uh, he has wrestled Joe Gacy 
on NXT television. He's traveled around. The AW Dark match, by the way, against Hobbs was the most recent episode. That was in Seattle. Uh, so everybody can go on to AW YouTube right now and check that out. We asked him about that. He's wrestled around the, the country, largely based on the East Coast, uh, New York area, but made his way over to the Pacific Northwest and has really grown in popularity over there. We get into all that, the AW appearance, the NXT appearance, uh, wrestling uh, Pacific Northwest, dream matches for him. Big fan, like myself, of Brian Danielson. We talk about that. Uh, and then a... Honestly, what I think is one of our, our best, you know, what's in your room, favorite thing in your room uh, gimmick. I will not spoil it for everybody, but he gives a very good answer to that. And then he shows off his collection of what he has. And it is fantastic, uh, the collection this man has of his favorite thing in his room. We also talk about him scissoring daddy ass. So he, he recently did that at an independent show. So a lot of, a lot of fun stuff with Vinny Pacifico. Uh, check him out. Go follow him on twitter and you know check out just everything he's got going on and i hope everybody enjoys this interview guys here we go our creator spotlight with Vinny pacifico welcome to the spotlight their creator spotlight interview portion of the show i of course am stephen jensen as always with jeremy lambert and today joining us we have the new pwm junior heavyweight champion Vinny pacifico thank you for joining us Vinny. how you doing man I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Uh, I feel great. Um, I'm very excited to be on the show. You look good. He's got the guns yeah. out for this one oh, and yeah. everything. I do. Got my Harry Potter <laughs> shirt on. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? Forget forget wrestling for a second. Let's let's start with the Harry Potter favorite Harry Potter film. I like one and and three, I guess, because I like I don't know. One was really good, but three had a lot of cool turn of events. So I would say one, actually. Keep it at one. Okay. All right. How about you? Oh, so here's I asked that because you said you liked Harry Potter. I have seen one Harry Potter film, uh, Goblet of Fire, I think. That one was good. Okay. I've seen that one twice. Never seen any other Harry Potter movies. No, <laughs> I, I'm not a Harry Potter person at all. I asked because you had the t-shirt on. No, no yeah, I'm, yeah. But see, to see the this, same one but, twice, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah that's a different story for a different day <laughs> you know it's funny because i actually i saw the first one um and it was I, I was in middle school i believe at the time because i remember i it was like to get out of having to read the book i was like okay i'm gonna watch the movie so i know about the book so i can do the test on the book um and then i never watched the other ones but i've honestly had like an itch lately my stepsister's really into harry potter and we were together over the holidays and I was like, you know what? I might just binge the entire series. Like if I didn't watch the first one now and get really into it, I might just sit there and watch the whole thing. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Highly I'm, recommended. Highly okay. recommended. I, I did it. I watched every one in one day. Loved it. And I actually watched all of them in one day more than once. And it's just, it doesn't get old. Oh, that wow. Star Wars. So like those two, I could watch all day, every day. Okay, I got to ask you about this then too, because this is honestly, I'm not that into Star Wars either, but I know a lot of people that, that are. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about, like, are you a fan of the, the new movies? Because I feel like that fan base is kind of divided as far as like where they're at now with these versus like kind of like the purest old school fans. I don't know. I feel like there's kind of a divide there with, with the Star Wars fans. I like the new ones. I do. I, I don't, it's very weird how they just bring back Palpatine and put him in a certain situation. It just it was that that was weird to me, but I definitely really did enjoy um, the, the the new three ones. I liked Rogue One. I also liked Solo. Solo was very good. 
Do you have any like Star Wars Rogue opinions, one. Jeremy? Oh, sorry. Oh, see, Star Wars, yeah. yes. Yeah, okay. I, I've seen Star Wars. I've seen all of that. That's I'm not like a hardcore fan on Star Wars, but I've at least seen those films. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rogue One. Rogue One is great. I'm not a fan uh, of the new series. I did not like the, the latest one, whatever whatever it's called, Rise of Skywalker. Didn't like that one. Uh, I could see why, though. I could get why, because it, yeah, it's it, a, a lot of it just, yeah, it doesn't make sense, some of the things. It, or some yeah. of the things they do, which just feels like there's no payoff. I guess. Yeah. I get you. And he completely neutered like the, the second film. I, what is it? Uh, Last of, Last of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it completely neutered that film. And I know it was like different directors and everything. And there was a lot of behind the scenes mess on, on that, that that caused the reason for, for all of that. But uh, not not my favorite uh, of the, the trilogy. I still like the, the original a lot. Return of Jedi, I think, is actually kind of underrated. But that might be the nostalgia. Love that one. No, I agree. They're all, I think the first six, amazing. And then Mandalorian was really good. The add-ins are really good, but some of them were just too much to me. But I agree. Let's, right. let's get into some wrestling. I assume that's why people are listening. But, you know, maybe, hey, maybe everybody's not. got... Uh, yeah, everybody's got other interests, right? We yeah, like learning about, the, uh, learning about the wrestlers and everything as well. I'm going to start with some AEW talk because you have done some some AEW spots most recently in Seattle the other, yep. the other week. Uh, how was that? How was uh, wrestling Powerhouse Hobbs in Seattle on Elevation? It was incredible. It was – he is big. He's incredible. It, it was – I don't even the, – the environment with that crowd – is like I've never been before. Loudest, funnest, rowdiest crowd I've ever been in front of. Also, I really always enjoy the Northwest scene. I've been there quite a few times. And um, I was actually booked there Saturday for DOA wrestling against Steve Miggs. That was a hell of a, hell of a good time. And um, hands down, <laughs> Northwest wrestling scene is just incredible. So being in an AW ring in the Northwest was just icing on the cake. Well, they, they knew you in the crowd too. Like you got a pop when they, when they announced your name for the match, which is, you know, always gotta be like a really great feeling when you don't really know in a crowd that large. What's yeah. Be, gonna respond. Yeah. I was like, Holy yeah. shit. This, but I also, yeah. I've always done well in the Northwest area. Whenever I whistled, right. there. So like that word travels, I guess, plus social media and footage. So I was very grateful of my opportunity. Now, now I do need to. This obviously is a, it's bittersweet because you are owing to an AEW, technically speaking. But yeah. I mean, let's let's keep it real here. Your two opponents have been Powerhouse Hobbs and Wardlow. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I, I mean, come on. I, I, so it's one of those things where, like, it, what, what's that experience like with Wardlow? Like, kind of seeing because that was like two years ago. So yeah. seeing kind of the progress he's made in the company. Um, and, and I mean, just, the, just those two guys being your two, your two AEW opponents, just, just as wild to me. It is crazy. I guess I have a knack for being underdog, I guess, but both of them are great talents and they deserve everything they're getting. Uh, that's all I can say about them. They're great people, great talents, and they deserve literally every single thing they've worked for. Yeah. Um, what did that, what did that spine buster feel like at the end of that match? I mean, he like, nailed you with that thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It, it it got a reaction, like a yeah. really big reaction from that crowd. I heard it, you know, and and the the mat with the it was just it hurt, it sucked, but it was good. Um, I'm gonna steal a Steven Jensen question here. 
how'd you get started in wrestling? Funny story. I went to a meet and greet to see Dana Bryan. And yeah, I was like, my favorite wrestler of all time. I was like, hey, I am a huge fan. You know, I, I want to get, in, I want to, I want to, I was 14, I think. I want to wrestle. And he said, just go for it. Just, just do it. And because the, the hardest part is doing something, just starting some of the time. So I, and, and I was like, all right, I'm just going to do it. So I was playing football in high school as a quarterback. And I told my father, I'm like, dad, I want to wrestle. I want to just do it. I was like, oh, this was one season of football. Come on. Once. I'm like, nah, I want, I want to wrestle. So I said, I, I, I did an agreement. I'm like, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do three months of football, high school football. It's all right. I hated it. I loved football, but I hated it because I was forced into doing it. I wanted to wrestle more than anything else. So I really just was miserable on the field. And I just wanted to wrestle. It's all I wanted to do was wrestle. So when I finally went to wrestling school, uh, Ring of Honor Dojo, trained. I'm so blessed to have gotten the opportunities I've gotten in my career and the people I've met. Cheeseburger, BJ Whitmer, Delirious, John Gresham, Brett Titus, just the best people to learn from. And I've just been so fortunate to be put in those great opportunities. And uh, no looking back. I I love football. I had a good time doing it, but I'm glad I did what I did. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, you know, Jeremy's favorite wrestler is Daniel Bryan, Mm -hmm. Bryan Danielson. He's the best. yeah, I mean, so well, that's... I, I want to I want to follow up on, on yeah. that. So you're you're in Seattle, and I'm sure Danielson was a very busy person that day. But did you get a chance to to speak to him at all while you were in Seattle? Didn't get to speak to him, but I shook his hand. You know, um, he is incredible in, in in the ring, outside the ring, just somebody that any young wrestler would want to be like. I feel like you know, especially me when I was younger, I just wanted to be. I wanted to have a style like him, wrestle like him, and. Really inspiring. Everything about him, everything he's gone through, his trials, tribulations, the real life stuff, everything is just so relatable and just so inspiring. And it just makes me want to work harder. It makes, I mean, I'm sure everybody else who loves him and follows his career and his everything, it really just pushes you to just become the best you you could be, you know? And not everyone can do that. You know, Not everybody has that type of uh, effect on people. So... Do you do you have a a favorite Danielson match or like a few that you want to throw out there? I love him in Triple H. That match, I was oh, like, yeah, WrestleMania, like thirteen, I think at the time, or twelve. But that match took me an emotional roller coaster, and I I was just like getting into what wrestling was at the time, like how it worked, kind of like the dirt sheets and stuff. Like as, as a lot of people do at that, that age. And I was just taking on such a roller coaster that match. Love that one. Him and Nigel McGuinness, Ring of Honor, all incredible matches. Uh, Kenny Omega. Like, yeah, it's just, there's so many to name. And uh, him and Regal, that was on the one. I think it was on main event. Yeah. That one was just phenomenal. Regal and Cesaro was on the match. If you haven't seen it, Watch it. It was an NXT a couple years ago. Regal versus uh, Cesaro. Phenomenal. So, so I think what we need here is is Vinny in the Blackpool Combat Club. That's where we're gonna we're going with all of this. That's gonna be the headline of this article <laughs> uh, of this portion of the interview. Vinny Pacifico uh, auditions for Blackpool yeah. Co- Combat Club. Don't we'll make this happen. It's all great talent. <laughs> How could you not love them? You know. 
<laughs> we manifest it, things on this podcast. We manifest things. We yeah. make things happen. So yeah, and well, speaking of manifesting, I mean, would it? This might be an obvious, qu- you know, question and answer, but it would. Is Danielson your dream match? Like yeah. one person you could wrestle? Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Him, I love Morrison. That's another one I want to wrestle really bad. Um, but yeah, Danielson's definitely number one on my list. I, I remember seeing or uh, reading an interview of yours at one point where you mentioned Matt Seidel, and now you know the guy. So how's uh, how's that? How, I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Love him to death. Great guy. Great talent. He's phenomenal. We've had two matches before, one in Maine, one in Jersey for Magic, and he's just, ooh, so good in the ring. Him and Rocky Romero, probably the two best people I've ever wrestled in my entire life. And, and levels above. They're just incredible talent. And people, too. That's even more important. They're great people. You know, um, so that's just, Matt Seidel is just incredible. I can never say too many good things about him because he just nails everything on the head in terms of being a good performer, great look, good promo. He's really he's special. He is special. Any advice when you're at AEW? Did you talk to anybody backstage about, hey, work on this, don't do this, do more of this? Did you talk to anybody about that stuff? Yeah, they were um, some like camera stuff, but they were happy with my selling. They were happy with how I made Hobbs look, you know. He's an incredible talent, but, you know, he they were happy with how I did things with him. They were happy with my placement. You know, it was just, it was a very good opportunity and very, uh, it was, the, 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 what I was really learning was just having my eyes open and watching how things were done, how matches were struck, how matches were structured and just how um, the wrestlers made moments. That was just what I really took pay attention to. I, I watched the whole show and the moments that they made and the moments that everybody was a part of the referees. It was just so perfect. And that is where I just took so much from, from it. And just, I'm going to use it. You know, I'm going to use the moments in wrestling are so important because it's what people remember. Anyone could do a 450 splash, but making a, mo- not anyone, but you know what I mean? Making a moment is not easy, you know? So that's what I really learned moments. Um, and definitely, a 450 splash is not bad. Not, I'm not saying like, I would love to. I would love to. Yeah, you must sure. want. But make good moments with the 450 splashes even better. Yes. Um. How how did the AEW appearances like? How have those like? How did the first one come about? As far as them like reaching out, I know that was during the pandemic, so that was like a really strange time uh, for everyone. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the first appearance, and then the uh, the second one. Um. Like how how um I guess kind of like getting your foot in the door with them a few years ago, and then uh, this this most recent time as well. So I let them know I'll be in town for Orlando. For, I was going to be in Orlando anyway. I had a vacation planned for Orlando. Let them know I'll be in town because like, it's Florida, Jacksonville, whatever. And um, I got the call when I was in Harry Potter world. <laughs> That's where my Harry Potter fandom started. That <laughs> um, Yeah, I was awesome. actually getting butterbeer. And I got a text on my phone. And that was it. That was the first. I was the feeling. I, I was like, holy shit, this is incredible. Second time, I was booked in the area already for two shows. And it just worked synergistically. And luckily, and things happened. Right place, right time. That's another big thing that people talk about in wrestling. Right place, right time. And luckily, this week, I was in the right place at the right time. I'm very fortunate. Um, Another... Uh company you you have worked for done done enhancement talent with was uh nxt you wrestled joe gacy how was that experience like that was incredible 
that was I can't say good enough things about Joe Casey and the locker room NXT. I had a blast. Everyone there was so chill. Everyone there was I mean, I know a few of the guys there also, so it was good seeing them again. Uh Joe Gacy's incredible. It was just that itself, that day, that 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 moment was special because I got to have my family see me on TV, you know. I did Ring of Honor before, but this is just like national TV. You put you know what I mean? So it was like really cool for my family to see that. And um just a really special moment for me, you know, and I, it was I loved it. I want to do it again. I I, I can't say I, I love professional wrestling and I want to do it at the highest level, the best of my ability. So I just I can't say enough good enough things about the locker room at NXT, the environment, the people. It was just flat out an amazing experience, and I would love to do it again. What what about oh sorry, go ahead, Jeremy. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just I was gonna just uh kind of tie that into your experience with Ring of Honor. I know you mentioned being a part of the dojo and the great training you got there, uh, but also just kind of peripheral peripherally um just being a part of like that brand and seeing how things are run and the in the talent that you know go comes and goes through Ring of Honor so consistently, just such high level. Um what was your overall Ring of Honor experience like? Well, I, I would I wouldn't change a thing. I had the best time. I uh learned so much. The crowds were incredible to wrestle in front of too. They were they were the best crowds to wrestle in front of, you know, they were just so loving and just they, they loved professional wrestling. They were appreciative of the things you did, the small things you did that people some people won't notice. And that to me was just so special. Like doing a certain wrist lock or a certain hold or a certain really cool pin. They appreciated it to the, to the fullest, you know? That to me was what I loved about the Ring of Honor audience and the Ring of Honor fan base. It just they cared and they, they showed their support every way they can. And it was just I loved it. I loved it. What made you kind of start traveling to to the Northwest? Because so when I was looking at everything and I saw you wrestled in Seattle, I know you you're from New York. Uh, I don't want to Staten Island, right? Yes. Make sure, make sure, okay. All right. I know they can they can get offended if, if you say the wrong place. So I don't want to. Oh, no, no. I don't want to do that. Uh, but you know, you're more in, in that scene, the the New York scene, and then yeah, when I saw you on Dark in Seattle, big pop in Seattle, it's like oh he's like made a nice little base over here in, in the Northwest. Like how, how did you start to, to grow things in that area and start to move, I would say your brand uh, more, more to the West being so established uh, on the East coast and really starting over there. So I was booked there for the first time in 2019 or 18. I don't remember what year it was, but I had a really good match. And then I was brought back for a double shot and I had, Two good matches. I'm trying to think where else. Oh, Oregon. I had uh, a match against Eddie Pearl. That was really good. That that was the start of it. And then I had a few shots in Oregon, actually. And then it started snowball affecting. And uh, I had a match against Princess Deathwish and Chris Brady. And that match was really good. And that match got me a little going more and more. And... Again, the, the the Northwest fans are again like just like Ring of Honor or close to Ring of Honor, very appreciative of everything you do. I can't say good enough things about the Northwest fans. Uh, I would move to the Northwest just for the quality of wrestling alone. Honestly, I, I I even said like I was like I would I would definitely if there was more companies here I would live here. You know what I'm saying? The quality of the the talent, the fans, the locker room, it's just 
if you haven't been to a show in the Northwest, I would consider going or trying to at least. It's just the crowds are just incredible. It's like I I watch football and the Seahawks fans are from Washington. Those, those the best fans in the world, you know. So it's just kind of similar. So yes, I love the Northwest. I'm going back there again February fourth and fifth for DOA, and uh, I'm going back there in April for uh, SOS and Five CC. So really good places to work out there. Really good talent, and there's a lot more talent out there that I want to wrestle in the Northwest. Oh, can you name some of that talent that you got in your mind? Sonico, which is actually happening in February fourth. Uh, Jaden, mm-hmm. Jaden's incredible. He actually tweeted yesterday he wants to wrestle me. So I saw that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely Swerve. He's big out there. Uh, Nick Wayne, he's another one. Of course. course. And uh, there's just so many. Ricky Gibson, great. Eddie Pearl. I had Eddie Pearl already in the West Coast. Um, but Gibson's awesome too. Ricky Gibson, if you haven't seen him, check him out. He's very talented, very good guy. Um, yeah, so much talent out there that I that I could even name. Yeah, um, and you, I know you've been all over the place. Um, <coughs> excuse me, because uh, you know, speaking of a, a different Jade, and I know you've wrestled Jade Newman as well. Um, in the Southeast, okay, love well, love hearing that. So I actually I live in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm big in like the Southeast indie scene as far as like SCI, sub wraps, action. TWE, of course, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, what if if you can just speak on uh, kind of the, the southeast indie scene and uh, Jade Newman, what he's doing in TWE, I think it's really slept on. Like the amount of people they're training there, and like mm-hmm. just the 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 good the good reputation they've really built there, I think is uh, been really impressive. I agree, hundred percent. Jaden's a man. Me and him are very close. I love the south south southeast scene. Um, the talent there also is amazing. Aaron Wade, you got Derek Neal. You got Rolanda Perez. These people are just phenomenal. And like you said, slept on. TWE is incredible. I love going to TWE because that part of tech, that part of Tennessee has, besides the wrestling, it has so many beautiful places you could go. Me and my fiance went down, went to Ruby Falls. We yep. went to, uh, what was the other one we went to? The no- uh, I love garden gnomes. So for some reason, they, 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 they popped me. So they had this place that had all garden gnomes everywhere. Uh, it's like, it's like a, um, a, tr- uh, a maze, beautiful maze in, in the woods, and just garden gnomes all over the place, really randomly. But it was just so cool, and I loved it. And uh, Rock Mountain, I think it's called. Also, they have there's so many places you could go. I also I love to explore. You know, if I'm if I'm traveling and I'm wrestling somewhere, I want to see these places. You know, I want to see what they have. Like it just makes everything better or more fun for you. You know, yeah, yeah. makes the experience more full. You wrestling, having a banger match. Oh, let me go hang out with garden gnomes. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's just like it makes the experience more fun. Awesome, yeah. And I, I actually, I, I saw your match against. Uh, you mentioned Rolando Perez. I watched that. That was a, um, a New South, I believe. Yeah. yeah. The recent one. Uh, yes, because he had already beat Cardona. Um. I, okay. Yeah. 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 Um. But dude, I, I went back and I actually watched uh, quite a bit of your stuff. Like I watched a match um, recently uh, between yourself and oh, it was a really good. And it was like almost five years ago. I want to say it was you and Casey Navarro. And, oh and, yeah, yeah. That was a oh, fun. Casey's one. on the up too. Oh, big time! Yeah. yeah, love that kid. 
yeah if you wanted to speak on some of those guys like i just i just love hearing your opinions you seem you're very enthusiastic um about you know i, I think it's really cool how much how much you love talking about these guys in these, these areas you've worked the great people and it's just i think being a good person helps being a professional wrestler you know you don't want shitheads around and luckily a lot of people that i've wrestled and been around have been really good people like just Jaden newman just somebody who's helping so many people and just deserves to be helped back you know deserves the recognition for everything he's doing you know he's a, he's a great great dude and um another guy i want to mention effie sure yeah phenomenal i can't i love him to death i can't say enough good things about him i can't he's just, i love him to death he's also helped me out my new character i've been doing i it's a new the power punch character with the energy drinks thing it's uh i've been going for it, it's Ever since starting that character, my career skyrocketed. And um, he's always he's always had like I do these promos with people, and he always like oh let's have this. And he always has good ideas for me to do with him, you know, and or to do with just promos. And Effie's a genius, so I always love picking his brain, getting to work with him, and promo with him, you know, which is always so much fun. Um, I, I Jeremy, I don't want to. I've got one more follow up, and then go for back it. Um, to. To your point about the energy drinks, I wanted to ask you, what is your favorite energy drink? I get asked all the time. I don't really have an answer. So I was in <laughs> I, I in in the Northwest this weekend. I did it. My, I had my fair share of rock stars, and I really enjoyed them. Actually, they're like, I'm like, damn, this is like juice. It's not like it's even carbonated or anything. And then uh, I do like Monster here and there, but Monsters I notice can hurt your throat or your tongue if they're drinking them. A little bit much. C four is always a plus. I always love a C four, but uh, I would say probably rise. And Celsius is good too. Celsius is pretty good. Celsius is good if you go to the gym and you want to burn some fat. Celsius. But if I'm just chilling, you know, wrestling, you're gonna be wrestling tonight. Rises, rise, R Y S E. They have some incredible flavors. So if you haven't heard of them, check it, check them out because they have great flavor. So Tiger I'm blood. Gonna... What? Oh no, go ahead. You can name the flavors. Uh, Tiger's Blood, um, Baja Blast, phenomenal. Um, they have, oh, they have, uh, Airhead, not Airhead, what's that? What's the, uh, the glass guy? He's, he's a red. Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They have, uh, Kool-Aid flavor, Smarty flavor, Sunny D flavor. It's just phenomenal. Wow. And they, they, they give you a good energy kick. You feel them. And it's good. Are, are you on the, uh, cause I, I only ask you this and we're not like endorsed to say these things. I promise y'all, but you know, um, but like, um, you had mentioned when, when we linked up, you had mentioned that you had seen our interview with fodder, I believe. Is that, yeah. is that right? Okay. Are you on, are you on any of the, the fodder stuff? Cause like, he's got like, I've been, I've been drinking the, uh, he, he's got like this, this protein powder that, that tastes like it's, it's straight up just cereal milk flavored. Yeah. Which it's one? so good. Uh, the, the fruit loops one. Oh. Phenomenal. I love yeah. this Yes, I am a brand ambassador <laughs> with him. I am. But I've been trying to get my own energy drink out there, and it's very, very hard to do that. But I've been making connections to uh, bust in with uh, uh, an, an investor and look into getting my own energy drink in stores. And it's not easy. It's uh, It's been a journey. But I'm looking at working I'm working on it. Um, I've had some people reach out for sponsors, but I'm not interested in some of them. Um, but, yes, I am with Berserk. I mean, uh, Black Magic. Um, but I just haven't been focusing on that much. I, I take the supplements. I love them to death. They're incredible. But my main focus right now is building my brand and building what I want to have as my energy drink, hopefully coming soon. Well, please, if, if 
things get rolling with an energy drink of your own, we would absolutely love to try that here on the spotlight, just so you know. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm, I actually have some ideas of flavor. Um, I was thinking, like, marshmallow or s'mores. Because, like, I, who, who drinks? I don't know. It's just something different that I thought would be really cool. Yeah. I love, I, love, I love marshmallows. So, I'm like, why not make that a flavor drink? No one, there's no, I never even heard of a marshmallow drink. So, like, yeah. why the fuck not? Sorry. Yeah. No, no, you say whatever fuck you want, dude. Uh, yeah, you can curse. You're good. Uh, I have two energy drink questions now. Sure. Um, one, one is I've seen a couple of the bits online. You mentioned working working with Effie on some of the stuff, like oh, the, the one with Sue Young, the one with Matt Seidel. Like these bits are fantastic, and, and is a big fan of bits myself. Uh, like how did how did those like kind of kind of start? Of like, all right, I'm just gonna present this and go for I don't it. Even, I don't even, the first one was EC3. He was the first one I ever did, and um. It was his idea though to do it. He's like, this is like this cat is great. Like this is you. I love this. Let's do a super together. And it, 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 me and him, our characters just work together. But then after EC three, it was uh, who did I do them with? Effie, him, him, me and Effie always kill them. They're hilarious. Um, who else did I do one with? That was like Hammerstone. That was a great one. That got a lot of that got a lot of traction. Sue Young one so far has gotten the most traction. I think out of all of them. I think it's so it's so unique because you know it's yeah. it's too young. She's an undead bride. Like why, yeah. why does she want an energy drink? Exactly. So, yeah, it's, well, and then, it's very unique. And then yeah. the, then the, and then the finish the finish with the the guy the licking uh, you know the, yep. Is, yep. yeah. <laughs> and I just think I love getting to promote other characters. You know, because I love wrestling. I could wrestle, but like, what more can I offer? A great character, my promo ability. So, like, why not show it off? Why not intertwine my character with other characters and grow my character? Why not promote other characters? Like, having people come on and do the bit with me, you know? Like, it helps not only me, but help my, helps everybody. And it's just it's just funny shit to watch. Yeah, I, I, in my opinion, I think it's hilarious. I watch them back and I laugh. Um, so, yeah, I just I kept going and going and going, like... Um, Matt Seidel, the, the Zen thing he does that worked. Um, it just it comes with a lot of thinking and a lot of thoughts, but it works. So I just do them. I just I just say, oh, you, I like your character. Let's do this. Or oh, and then some people ask me to do them. So I'm like, oh, let's do it. Yeah. And I, and I think, what's your character? And I I think of a promo and just they come. I like, I'll tell you what though. Every promo I've done has been um, impro improvised. There's no script. Nothing. There's not even like. We literally just go off and just let's just start the promo and just see where it goes every time. It, it's great, and I hope you, like, I hope you keep doing them because this, like, this is what wrestling is, right? Just like silly yeah. bits to to kind of pop yourself, and then it gets over, and then next thing you know, you're on national television every single week. Next uh, thing you know, the whole world's doing this. You know what I mean? Well, like, that, well, all right. Well, I was gonna ask another energy drink question, but let's get into the the scissoring here. You scissored daddy ass. I did. What, what? Wait, before we go to that, I want to hear the question of energy drinks. I, oh, I okay. It. So, so my other energy drink question was like, have you thought about like reviewing energy drinks as like a quick, either a quick video or even a longer video? That was the first Power Punch Power Minute promo I ever did. Was on a Power Punch Bang. It was a review of that drink. Okay, that was the first one I ever did. Hilarious. I edited it up. I made myself fart in the video. It was just really funny. <laughs> like I, I put the sound effect on the, the farting sound. I thought, it was, I thought it would be funny. But yeah, my first ever promo was... Uh, but I, I think I'm going to do more reviews soon. Now, back to that. Yes, yes, I did scissor him. Yes, it was crazy. The fans went wild. It was... 
It was funny as shit. <laughs> I, oh. I saw the video and look, Billy Gunn, legend in, in the industry. The fact yes. that he is still one, he's still in the shape he is in at, at his oh age. My. And just a giant man in, in every sense of the word. And yeah. the fact that he is now still breathed new life into himself with the acclaimed and scissoring. It's fantastic. I love it. I love that scissoring has become a thing and he goes to these independent shows. You know, we've had fodder and uh, Sheik and Jameson on about championship yeah. wrestling and he's there. He, he was uh, with you for your title win. Like, it's great that he's going to these shows yeah. and hanging out and doing these things and helping, helping the independent scene out by doing this stuff. Yeah. It's, I love all wrestling and seeing all wrestling thrive, TV, indies, everything is just beautiful. And, that's something I want to do. Like when I'm on TV every week, I want to be able to help the indie scene out too. You know, I, I it's something I want to do because the indies have given me so much. You know, so I always want to just give. I, I always want to give and give back. So I've been given a lot. So I just try to always. And, and every situation I'm in, I always want to be the giver. You know, because I just think it's it's better that way. I feel like you give it, the more you give, the better you feel. The more you help, the better you feel. The better you're helping other people, and it doesn't hurt yourself to help. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, I've I've been to some of these uh, district championship wrestling shows myself and seen uh, seen Daddy Ass in person, and he is a a specimen amongst just regular human beings. Like yeah. six dollars a sore thumb, dude's huge. Um, speaking of that, dude, I really hope um, Jameson and uh, and Baron Black, those guys, I I hope they're listening because I really want to see you in CDW. I want to see you in Battle Slam, like these shows that I get to go to locally. I really want to see you more in the Atlanta scene, man. I would love that. I would love that. Definitely, I would. I district's killing it. Bowsems even, even uh, they're killing. They both, both, they're all killing it. You know, and Atlanta is always fun to be in. The crowds there are freaking phenomenal. So, yeah, I would love to be be a part of those companies. Definitely think it would, they would enjoy the power punch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely the agree. Work at district is phenomenal too. It is. It's very professional. I mean, Nightmare Factory, them Battle Slam. I mean, all being from that same group i mean it's just it's really in the the buzz they've generated in a short time is, is for both companies has been really uh it's been really really cool to see um so yeah i i, I really i really I, hope to see you in these companies man thank you i appreciate that very much hopefully i've been soon i really hope so i've been watching I'm, I'm, i watch i take notes and i see everything so i appreciate that uh last one from from me and we'll, we'll get you out of here on this Dude. coolest thing in your room in my room? Yeah, yeah. ask everyone. You gotta go get it. <laughs> well, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> I have really cool candles. I guess that's cool, right? Yeah, yeah. Whatever you think is yeah, cool. I, uh, I have a collection of really cool candles. My yeah. fiance bought me for Christmas like thirty or forty candles, and I'm just a very big like seasonal guy. Like I love seasons. I love Halloween. I love fall. So I got this candy corn scented candle. Freaking phenomenal. I didn't even put it on yet, but I gotta smell it. It's, I can't wait to put it on. Yeah. So the coolest thing in my room probably be my candles and my fiance. Okay. Well, can you go <laughs> no, okay. can, can no. you go pick up the can you go get the candles for us? Can I get them Thanks. for you? Yeah. 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 Yeah, we'll wait for you. Yeah, got you right here. Ask him to you go my pick up his fiance. My pages now. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Oh, he's got. Oh my gosh, look at this leather. Okay. <laughs> I don't even like leather smell, but let's see. white icing cinnamon roll. 
Oh, oh that's, that's gotta good. smell delicious. Oh that's my that's god, that's gotta smell delicious. Sorry, makes you really hungry. Peppermint. Yeah. Yep. Can't go wrong with good peppermint. Oh, you can't. Decorating the tree. So I guess we'll do that one when we're doing the tree again. <laughs> uh, tree cutting. I guess you can do that when you're cutting the tree, I guess. Uh, Snow-covered trees. Come on, there's more. Classic Christmas tree. Jesus. <laughs> one get How much can one get a tree? <laughs> Enough tree candles though. Last year, last year a lifetime. Oh, there's, there's more. Let's more. go. It's the big moment I've had. Evening crafts. Okay. This is uh, apple, pear, and cedar wood mm -hmm. for the fall. Okay. That's really good, actually. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> wild mint birch. I don't know why. This one's okay. It, tastes, it smells like. Uh, let's see. Cool harvest morning. That one's good. Sorry, this is like the best thing I've ever done on the podcast. Yeah, I know. See, see, forget all the energy drink reviews. You yeah, saw a candle yeah, we need candle reviews. This see, is like, fascinating. Like, re review bras got like covered for the review <laughs> yeah. of the week with the with the food. Like we got a we got a candle guy here. Uh, oh, here is spiked pumpkin donut. That was good. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that seems like it would be good. Like Dunkin' Donuts in October. Mm. <laughs> Coffee house. Even more. Actually, keep that one out. Uh, see. <laughs> Sugar cookie dough. Mm. Oh, oh yeah, I'd be... yeah. So many of these that. would make me so hungry if I was burning those. Yeah, in my house. Well, here it is. Candy corn. Right, do you mm. like candy? Corn? I love candy this... corn. All right, this is a very divisive question uh, around the <laughs> Halloween time. Yeah, he said he loves I love it. candy corn. I, 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 a fan gave me a bag of candy corn at a show last at a show, at a show in the fall. Oh, let's see who this one is. Oh shit. Uh, trick or treat. It's called. Bless oh. Look. Yeah. Say so that that one could be bad if it, if it was a trick. It could they could have it smell like farts or something. Like shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Harry Potter uh, jelly beans. Right? Yes. The yeah. Oh, I had those. Had those? Be, oh, that's risky. I had those. That that's a risky game right there. Very risky game. I I, I did them last year for Christmas and it was phenomenal. Oh wait, I got some more. Hold on. This, this one is uh spooky buddies. So like. It's weird flavor, but oh, then we got more. Hold on. <laughs> I believe Beyonce is just handing him different candles here, which is oh, awesome. Yeah. This is my moment. <laughs> Switzerland, delicious. I don't know what Switzerland smells like, but it smells good. Neutral. Cookie shop. Uh, cinnamon spice. That's going to be next. That's over here. <laughs> and last but not least, on shit. Candle, candle infested. Penguin cookie crumble. Oh, Ooh, okay. yep. one, one of the kids obsessed with penguins. She would love this. Yep, absolutely love this. Oh, I, I was expecting like maybe a handful of candles. You have that was a lot of candles. Sorry, you have quite yeah. the collection. I love candles. No, do not apologize. Is, that was candle gimmick, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's some sort of candle making gimmick. Um. I, they yeah, I love the that. candle spooky gimmicks. This is a, a really actual good candle gimmick where you yes. know it's different scents and everything. The other candles they just have it up behind them and then they do black magic witchcraft. Exactly. Yeah. This yeah. is completely different. That was great. Oh man, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna now implore fans to they can still bring you candy corn candy, but like bring little candles. So, yeah, well, why this not? Bring, a, this, yeah, this, bring this, this some, candles. It's a merchandise opportunity. I feel like you should have candles at your merch stand with like your like your face on it 
This should, see, this should yeah, see, this should be like uh like that that episode of the office where uh who was it? It's like uh they put like Phyllis's face on like a jar of salsa or whatever. Oh like, yeah. Be, yeah, yeah, like like just oh Vinny's face on on a candle, and like you'll be the can you'll dude. Here's the thing, I I I unironically do really like candles. I don't have the collection like you do, but I usually do have a few around my place. Um, I buy a candle from your merch table. Hell yeah. That's, great. That's a great idea. I may even make energy drink candle smell if they have. Oh, like, they'll oh, have it soon. Yeah, uh, yeah. what it, it'll be brand synergy when your energy drink comes out. You'll have the 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 Vinny Marshmallow energy candle and be be good to go wow. here. The energy candle could yeah we got the technology to where you the the candle burns and you stand over it and, and you inhale <laughs> and you it gives Get you a boost caffeine. yes <laughs> yes oh man we're inventing new drugs here on the spotlight yeah i think that's exactly what we <laughs> you guys made my week i can't even deal with this oh, well you made our week for, yeah. for joining us on, on the show here thank you very much for, yes for being a guest here uh let everybody know where they can find you at all, all the socials any upcoming shows anything you want to plug and promote Oh god. Vinny Pacifico is my Instagram. Vinny Pacifico is my Facebook and Vinny Pacifico one is my Twitter. There you go. Upcoming uh, shows? Follow him on Twitter. I was gonna say like upcoming shows, anything else. Oh yeah, tons of upcoming shows. DOA, a bunch of PNW wrestling in February. Um I have a red carpet appearance coming up. Wink wink. Um what else? Uh, Magic against Cheeseburger. My first held defense for my PWM uh, Junior Heavyweight Championship belt. Um, SOS Wrestling. Northeast Wrestling this weekend. Uh, a lot. There's a lot. So, and, and a lot of things in the works. So, a lot more. But there's going to be a lot more Northwest Wrestling also. And California. So, really, really hope for those things. And I'm hoping to soon get back to Atlanta very soon. Oh, also... Wasn't announced yet, but people know about it already. I'm going to be in the New South Haas tournament. Oh, nice. That's a great tournament every year. Hell Love yeah. that. That'll be fun. Awesome. I'll definitely watch that. And I'll, uh, I'll review it on the Fightful Select Weekend Under podcast for everyone who's listening to this over there on FightfulSelect.com. Um, I'll tell you all about that show after it happens. Sounds great. Fo- follow Vinny on Twitter. He'll keep you up to date on all of his appearances and energy drinks and just a fun follow I, I see you interact with a lot of different people They're a very fun follow on twitter as i was scrolling through uh to, tonight before everything so thank you for joining us again really much appreciated uh good luck with, with everything this weekend next weekend 2023 in general i'm, I'm really looking forward to a, watching your career progress this year and beyond so again thank you for for joining us here on the show today guys we'll be right back here on the spotlight Thank you again to Vinny Pacifico for joining us on the Creator's Spotlight. A great guy. Very nice guy. Uh, the Candle Collection. <laughs> Already receiving rave reviews from the wife. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed that. Go give him a follow. Go support him. Go check him out. We got we have Vinny Pacifico energy drinks and candles coming out in 2023. It's going to happen. We're going to make this happen. We make things happen here on the show. Everyone, thank you for joining us today on the show. Appreciate everybody hanging out in the chat, interacting, who sent the super chats, who gave us a thumbs up, who just watched and tuned in. A lot of content today on Fightful, youtube.com slash Fightful, 3 p.m. Eastern, day after Dynamite with Will Washington uh, reviewing last night's Dynamite. 
don't know who the guest is. I will probably be there. I'm typically most weeks there. So I will be there popping up. Uh, that's at 3 p.m. Eastern here on youtube.com slash Fightful. Will Washington say after Dynamite. 8 p.m. Eastern. I guess you can watch Impact. Or you can watch the Fightful Awards show with Will Washington, with Denise Salcedo, with Sean Rossap. They will be presenting the Fightful Awards to everybody uh, who has won them. Uh, the the awards are voted on by members of Fightful Select, so they are fan awards. We do not show our bias too much. We are not like Steven Jensen and paid by AEW uh, to where all the AEW people are going to just win these awards. They're voted on by, I'm sure, some of the people listening to this uh, on Fightful Select. So everybody can go to Fightful Select now, subscribe, $5 a month, gets you breaking news, all the best wrestling news in the business, gets you exclusive early access to interviews, things of that nature. Go over there, Fightful Select. Head over to FightfulOverbook.com. That is our sister YouTube channel where myself and a lot of other content creators put out different videos. We have Tag Talk every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern on Fightful Overbooked with Haley and Kylie talking about the world of tag team wrestling. We have Tim and Joel um, at 8 p.m. I think on Sunday now, 8 p.m. Eastern, Pacific, no, 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, I think on, on Sundays, I think it's at 8 p.m. They switch time slots like every single week on that show. But they have that show coexisting with Rob and Maggie uh, Fridays at 3. I'll be on coexisting after dark this week. I'm actually about to record that interview here in just a second. So I'm sure that'll go well. Uh, so coexisting after dark, but coexisting the live show 3 p.m. on Fridays. I just, a new episode of the series is dropping in about 15 minutes on Fightful Overbooked. Everyone can go check that out. I look at the Rock and Steve Austin rivalry, specifically for part one, their their match at WF In Your House Degeneration X. Go check that out. I'm back on Twitch, at least for one time this week. I hope to be a little bit more consistent with that, but I'm not going to make any promises. I promise I will do more than I did in 2022. But I played WWF WrestleMania. That video is up on Fightful Overbooked. You can go to Fightful Overbooked. We have new content almost every day, but a lot of a lot of great content creators hanging out and, and supporting and you know creating content for all of you guys and you know dedicating their time and their effort to bring people different perspectives on the world of wrestling and not wrestling as fmc on tuesdays with myself and sp3 and share delaware where we talk about basketball and shares lack of dating life uh so you can go check that out as well guys thank you thank you for joining us i think i've plugged everything that i needed to plug Death dynamite award show all that fun stuff go to fifle.com we're always dropping news and vague news and vague gifts and eye emojis and all of that such. Thank you, Hiram. Appreciate you. Hope you're doing well. Uh, everyone enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Everyone enjoy your weekend. Have a good day, night, afternoon, wherever you're at in the world. Bye everybody. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.